You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio Live, the only show that when there's a big time startup show at the morning, ends it with a nice glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, a nice a nice glass of agua, uh, and enjoy ourselves for a good old classic Ring Post Radio Nights. I forgot I didn't even play the Ring Post Radio Nights music. We'll do that in the background. Welcome everybody to a nice classic. Ring Post Radio Nights, where I'm wine drunk already, and Scotty is set to retire. So we're going to pour one out for our boy today as he retires from from competition. He's got a salmon jacket on. He's here. He's ready. He's 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 ready. It's the end of it. If I had a salmon jacket, I would have worn it. <laughs> I, knew, uh, I knew for a fact he would have worn it, too. <laughs> um, but yes, I am here. I'm kind of tired, not too tired, but kind of tired. You know, it's been a long, uh, long 24 hours. I slept a little bit in there, but woo boy, what a what a 24 hours it's been. I'm here for Ring Post Radio nights, and uh, I'll probably get fired up eventually. Um, I'm I'm just, I'm still trying to get myself into the show part of this. I think this is the latest we've ever started. Yeah, we uh, post radio nights typically. Maybe we do like at seven usually or something. Yeah, but you said eight, so here we are at seven fifty nine. I thought you said eight originally. <sighs> I did, didn't I? I Could have been seven. Uh, Anyways, we're here. It's nights. I like how you and I don't remember who started the conversation of doing it at eight. No. We just happened to stroll on no, in. Because eight what we typically do is just say yes, and that is that is it. Um, I got a lot of things to do in the next 24 hours as well, but this is my first stop. My first stop on the uh, retirement road here. Yes. Tomorrow is my official retirement. Pretty exciting. I'll give my speech later tonight. Um, yeah. Well, the emotional, emotional time in the building. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's the you start know. of your KG Muto, Jamaica style retirement road. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long road. I mean, I've extended it pretty long. Uh, <laughs> my retirement road started with the with the uh the bleak of the the bleakest of hopes that a certain mercedes monet would 
take her talents away from the old WWE Federation. And uh, here we are now. Here we are now. And not only has she done that, she's wrestled three times outside of that company. Mm-hmm. She's she's walked away with a boulder on her head um, <laughs> because, ouch. An, and an uh, I've walked away with a happy board. heart. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, it was yep. a great run, folks. You know, some people were telling me not to go, but. <sighs> Times are changing. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's on. almost time. It's almost time to go. Is that is putting your glasses on part of retirement speech? Because if so, I need to prepare that CSI. No, no CSI no, Miami. No, no, yeah. Uh, yeah! No, oh, I'm dude. not going to do speech yet. We're saying speech till later. Um, Perfect. Because we have more important things to talk about right now. Of course, you went to GCW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe the show was called Into the Light, live from Atlanta. I thought you were joking saying you were start off the program with it. No, I wasn't joking. I wasn't joking. The people want to know how GCW was. <laughs> the people are here. I, I, I pumped the show up. I said, we're going to talk All-Star Greg, Queedom, and CM Punk. And it was all a ruse. We're actually going to talk GCW first. <laughs> so anyone that might be listening live now, they're gone. We are trying to get listeners, Scotty, and you're talking back in like five to ten minutes. No, no, no! Don't leave! Don't tell people to actively leave. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I know big GCW fans are listening. Obviously, the GCW Um, plants out there. The (laughs) yeah, the GCW, uh, the the uh, the uh, uh, I don't know the (laughs) the people that like subpar things. The game, the game changers out there. The game changers, the game changers, so the game changers out there. Uh, you know, Ryan's gonna walk us through it here. I know he's excited. I just <laughs> the just, fact he went to a GCW show is okay. Okay, not let me shocking. Well, let me explain myself. <laughs> I don't have a big history of like going to independent wrestling shows and being like he's been to a collective. So uh, I ha- I did go to the collective twenty twenty. <laughs> I drove to Indianapolis. Not helping your cause. <laughs> I went to I went to Terminus twice. Too, yeah. I went to Terminus oh, twice. Jesus. Remember Terminus? Uh, Atlanta doesn't get like a lot of. I don't know. They're independent wrestling promotions in Atlanta. I don't know the the. the... Have you considered? Mm-hmm. Hear me out here. When AEW comes to Atlanta, have you considered just going to those instead? I have gone to those as well. I've gone. I went to State Farm for the Atlanta show that Cody you went jumps to State off. Farm State Farm where Arena Jared works. Uh, I went where the state from arena when Cody jumped off the steel cage. I went to, I think it was in Conyers actually, uh, where Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho had that, uh, shark cage match that did not go well. That was kind of a stinker. I did that. Uh, I've been to WWE day one when Roman, <laughs> Roman day of and hours before was like, Oh, I got COVID. And everyone's like, uh Oh. Uh, I went to that. I also went to GCW into the light. I un- don't understand why we were kicking off the show with that, but just like um, just like because... Game Changer Wrestling, the podcast run shape is changing once again, folks. Yeah, yeah. So like the last wrestling show I've been to live, yeah, was I think it was AEW. No, no, it wasn't. It was stupid fucking Survivor Series. Never mind. Well, if I'm um, not mistaken, you're about to go. I it was think- actually. Oh, <laughs> I think if I'm not mistaken, the next show you are probably going to attend live is the NXT, not Spring Break. Yet. What's the <laughs> one after that? The one going head to head against AEW. 
I have a fun story for folks. Um, and this fun story is tickets are already 35% off and I'm still not going to go, uh, over my dead body. Am I going to spend, I probably, it's probably gonna be cheaper for me to go to NXT than it would be to buy AEW on pay-per-view. And I'm still going to buy AEW on pay-per-view and then record after the show because I'm here for the people. Just kidding. I'm retiring. I'm not going to be there. Idiots. We're already getting uh, people in the chat congratulating you. We got Kyle saying, congrats on your retirement, Scott. Excited for the show. Uh, and then Thank we have Sajizzle, if I believe that's how it's pronounced, uh, on a bullet train in Japan, still basking in the glow of Yokohama Arena last night. Congrats, Scott, on your dream coming true. So we already got the, the, the praise you. coming in to Scotty already. I'm emotional. I'm emotional. But mm-hmm. we have to talk about GCW first. I... I, I <laughs> You could have retired and not talked about GCW, but instead you chose to talk about GCW. It, it felt more important. I had I have to be here till the very end. God, I have to so be here sorry, till folks. the very end. The, know that so, this wasn't so let me let, let okay. me map it out for the folks at home. Sure, I, I'm taking over this show. Yeah, please. I'm leading this show. It's yeah. my final show. It's your final show. You have to. Uh, what what day did this show happen on Friday? <laughs> Friday, uh, yes. Atlanta, Georgia, center stage. Center stage. Lots of matches. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it was nine. Right? Ten. Ten, ten, ten matches. matches. I don't remember that. Ten. Like uh good old John Spears. Yeah. So um instead of talking about the whole show, because I truly don't give a shit about most of these matches. Uh what was Fair. what was the experience seeing Vikingo live and in person? And what was the experience uh overall seeing GCW? Uh, so I, so I 100% went there to see Vikingo live because I saw that. So you also have to remember when I'm on Twitter, seeing Vikingo announced for this GCW show in Atlanta, right? Shout out to Toy Story. Shout out to Woody. Uh, just Woody. I, just so Woody. I see they announced Vikingo and then I think a couple weeks later they announced Vikingo versus Commander, right? And I'm mm. like, oh, hot damn, this should be a great match. Then Ring of Honor announces Commander and Vikingo for their show. Then they have that match. Then they wrestle at AAA. And I'm like, all right, baby, strap in. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm doing my baby face fire. I'm ready. Seeing him live was fantastic. Seeing Commander alive, alive. Seeing him live was fantastic. Vikingo 100% has like a presence uh, with the crowd. Uh, and it was great to see. The crowd was like, it was like it was like watching like a like a in like in Yokohama Arena almost where it's like the crowd was like quiet up until like the spot was done and then they like erupted you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it was like respectful watching yeah. you could hear pin drop but then like holy shit this is awesome uh, you're here first folks Atlanta fans pretty much like Japanese fans yeah exactly exactly um, but you know he was he was fantastic uh, he did a lot of great moves a lot of cool stuff good lucha. Um, Jesse, my fiance was who I was with, uh, loved seeing him as well. She, she thought he was fantastic. Uh, GCW as a whole, uh, they kept it moving, man. There was like, I, it, it has the, it, GCW is this weird thing where it's like, they keep the show moving, but every match is like a little bit too long. So it's just like, you're like, all right, next match, next, next, next match. And then you sit there for like 20 minutes during a, I don't know, a, a, a Tony Deppin match. And you're like pulling your hair out. Come on, being like, come on, man, go to the finish. I learned that match was 14 minutes long. That was the sixth longest match of the night of 10 matches. And it felt forever. That was that was the match that you could feel the length. And it was the sixth Mike longest. Jackson wrestled for 14 minutes. Yes, Jesse really enjoyed Mike Jackson. The crowd was really into action Mike Jackson. 
And that match was longer than the Tony Depp and Brian Keith match, which felt forever. But the action Mike Jackson, Blake Christian match was well worked and did. It was actually really good. It was actually a pretty good match. I'm trying to think what else. Is, oh, so you might have seen that gif online as well. There is the gif of the opening eight man where three guys, Hunter Drake, uh, Mr. Danger, who I'm pretty sure is AR Fox trained because he did a lot of shit that was like AR Foxy. And I was like, this guy is 100% probably trained from him. He's a local talent. He's probably at WWE, WW84, whatever it is, A4. Um, and our boy Teriyaki uh, climbed the, uh, like, you can see this gift somewhere online, Scotty. They basically climbed the top of, like, the entrances to the arena. Basically, you know, there's, like, that... You know, in, like, any arena, it's, like, there's the, st- the stairs that go down, and then they go into, like, the tunnel area. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. They are at the top of it. Hunter Drake jumps on top of, like, Bobby Flacco and jumps on top of where the other two guys are, catches them, and does a double Spanish fly off of the top of that tunnel onto a crowd of people. And I was right next to that spot. I'm in the GIF that's probably online somewhere. Uh, you can see me in a blue hoodie freaking out. It was so ill-advised and so insane to see right next to me. It was unbelievable. That was a great spot. So shout out to those guys who are 100% young talent that uh, they're okay. They're still learn- learning, I think. But, you know, that was a good spot. I'm trying to think what else was good. Um the tag match. The yeah, tag title match? The tag title match was fantastic, Scotty. 100% recommend it to you. All right. Give me the stars. Uh, I think I went three and three quarters. It's pretty good. Uh, Jordan, and here's here's the thing. Nick Wayne, fourth best guy in that match. Wow. Which was you heard here first. upsetting. Ryan prefers Jordan Oliver over everyone. That was upsetting for me to have, but he just wasn't, like, it was crazy because... GCW, like, every single person does, like, the same heel shtick of, like, flipping off the crowd and doing everything. And J.D. Drake yeah. and Anthony Henry do the same sort of thing, but they they don't do, like, chicken shit stuff that, like, Matt Cardona does or anyone else does. They're, like, aggressive about it. You know, they're flipping people off or whatnot, but they're super aggressive. They 100% had a presence. They were fantastic. Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake were a fantastic tag team. And Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne totally held their own. That was 100% the match I would recommend. But Kingo Commander, 100% recommend that as well. Mike Bailey versus Alex Zane was also really good. I would recommend that if you want a really good, solid match. Uh, no, yeah, I don't. Overall, <laughs> you don't want a really good, solid match? You don't I care. saw it was 17 minutes. I yeah, don't. no. It's long as hell, but it was... Uh, and you could definitely, certain point... There was a point in that match where Jesse... I'm like thinking to myself, this match is long. And Jesse, as I'm thinking that, Jesse turns to me and says... This match is long, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty long. Never um, ending. So that that's that's pro wrestling, folks. Some ma- some matches don't go long enough. You know what I'm talking about. We'll and other it. matches, and other matches go too long. Yeah, the, it's very it's very if you get in that sweet spot, you know. But the sweet spot you don't really know until the match starts what the sweet spot should be. I can tell yeah. you right now, Mike Bailey versus Alex Zane, the sweet spot ain't 17 minutes. No, no, and that could have definitely trimmed like three minutes off. That was pretty good action. They were going nonstop, but uh, they definitely could have shaved some time off it. Overall, I would say pretty decent show. They had some replacement talent, some replacement matches that were okay. Um, And pretty decent show. Nothing. There was only one match that I hated. Not like hated, but like I did not care for. 
Uh, you now, don't have to say it. Say it. It was the Irie. Wait, let me guess it. I already said it. It was, was the Effie match. No, no, no. Actually, that was fun. That was fun uh, right. for what it was because it was a different. It was a clash of styles, and that it worked. Was it the Matt Cardona match? Uh, no, that was well worked. I think All that right, was I fine. It out. Which one was it? The second match of the show. Oh, uh, which was was that Adam uh, Priest, Brogan Finley? No, that was fine. That was totally fine. The match that I did not like, that apparently Cage Matchers liked, was Irie versus Cole Radrick. I oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't say Cage Match liked it. They got a six point six. Oh, I went one point seven five. I like Irie. I like Irie too. I like Irie too, but it was a Cole Radrick match. Does that make sense? Anyway, anyways, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to where people act- actually came for Scotty. And that was All-Star, Grand, not Dream, Grand, Queendom. And I'll say this, Scotty, this was a grand show. This was a grand royal show. I thought this show, top to bottom, didn't see the pre-show. Who gives a shit about the pre-show? I thought the show, top to bottom, was really, really good. It was really, really good. Top, you know, top four, five matches. Fantastic. I know you love this show. I mean, why do I even have to ask to ask? But uh, tell me about it. What do you think of the overall show? Okay, I'll start. I'll start my uh, my my long talk here. For for a show that was billed as the biggest show of all time in Star, and it one hundred percent was based on attendance and I imagine subscriptions and pay per view. Yes, they, they broke their record. They brought in English commentary. Shout out to Chris Charlton, Sonny Gutierrez, and Mariah May. Who was uh, I thought they did a great job. It was originally Momo Kogo, but she unfortunately got injured mm-hmm. on the pre-show. So Mariah May stepped up. She did a really good job. Um, so shout out to all three of them. I thought they did great. I thought Chris Charlton actually had the best night of calling in his life. Yeah. Truly. Like he did phenomenal as play by play. Um, Sonny and his knowledge from Stardom obviously worked out really well to add certain tidbits in there. And uh, whenever they have a next major, major show, I hope this is the team. Uh, the wrestler can, of course, switch in and out. But I thought Mariah made a good job. I'm looking up what the actual attendance number is because I don't remember off the top of my head. 5,539. Perfect. Um, so biggest show ever in terms of stardom only. You don't cry. We're not counting a store crossover. No. Um, and you needed pretty much like you didn't need everything to hit because that's asking for a lot you didn't need everything to hit however you essentially had everything hit and i think that's an accomplishment to all the wrestlers from whether these they're on the stardom roster or outside of stardom it's an accomplishment to what this roster has been able to become. And I, I said this, I said this last night going to the show, this show was going to be the next reset, the end of the latest chapter in stardom. Uh, we had all-star dream Cinderella in 2021. That hat, that was a chapter of the book, um, you know, kind of bringing us from the brutal days that were 2020 and re in, re-igniting the fire kind of telling you this is now stardom we're going up to now you have this biggest show ever and it's undeniably they are not only the number two promotion in japan 
but they are truly a major promotion that everyone needs to pay attention to. They are the best women's wrestling promotion since all Japan women's. That wasn't a question before, um, but it was a very special show. It's not so shockingly my show of the year. Um, I don't see anything beating it, mostly because I don't know if there will be any card where pretty much every match hits just the top level. Um, even some matches that were nece- maybe not to the level of expectance, they still were so great that it didn't matter. Um, and I think that's, again, a credit a credit to the show and a credit to kind of the matches they had on the card because if everything somehow hit the highest gear, it would have been like not even believable it's impossible for everything to hit the highest gear because it's one match after another match after another match they did an incredible job for like five hours the show was and uh, we have a complete reset of stardom in terms of champions and and everything it is a surreal world in the world of stardom right now and by reset you of course mean restart i I should clarify (sighs) yeah i mean you're not wrong uh, yeah, attendance figures, uh, you know, the Yokohama Arena is a new arena, right? It was built during no. the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 that's a different arena. Yokohama Arena was the same arena that uh, Dream Slam happened in. You're thinking of, oh, what's the arena? I know which one you're talking about. That Ariaki? I don't see Dream Slam on this uh, cage match uh, events database. I think you're. I think you're thinking of the wrong one. Yokohama no, Arena. look up look up the show Dream Slam. It happened there 30 years ago. Oh, 30 years ago? All right. Yeah. Well, what, then that, who gives for? a shit about 30 years ago? <laughs> but my point is it's not new. <laughs> it happened at the Yokohama Arena. Then. Dream Slam 1. Dream Slam 1. Yokohama Arena. All right, all right. That was not 20. Get, dunk, get dunked on. Don't, 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 how dare you dunk me? Get, get dunked on. No, no, you you came from. But it my hasn't neck. had it hasn't had wrestling matches in several years, and I think that was because of the Olympics. I have to imagine. Um, it had three shows there this year. Uh, well, yeah, I'm post Olympics. Anyways, who gives? A oh, shit yeah. Either way, God. I was right. No, 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 no. It had a show there last year. Okay, I'll, I was getting to that. I was getting to the most recent st- stuff to compare. But yeah, you, it, it, it wasn't it did, there for a while. It did the correct. it did the third best. It you know it wasn't like it didn't you know the number there. I think the record recently is like eight thousand. I believe it was for New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. I think uh, I pulled it away because now I got mad about it. Who gives a shit? I'm done talking attendance. It did really well. It broke the uh, second. Like it, it broke the record by like seven people compared to the uh, uh, Stardom and. Uh, Noah show, the second show that happened in Yokohama Arena earlier this the year. New Japan and Noah show. Yes. He said Stardom and Noah. Okay. That Fuck you. I'm, a, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I've had enough of you. I've had enough of this nonsense. <laughs> Kishi Muto versus Sam. It would have been incredible. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, yeah, so it that's pretty big for them. Obviously, it's attendance numbers, so you always, I don't know how truthful they are, but it looked full. It looked full as much as you could see the audience. It looked very full. For what it was, yeah. Um, uh, Trent, who of course is my co-host on Stardom Road, was there. Mm-hmm. He said they were filled to the tip of the top. They just had COVID spacing. Yeah, 
Yeah, because uh, the first New Japan Noah show did like 7,700 in that arena, which they, uh, COVID wasn't as big of, no, COVID was still around, I think. Mm. When? COVID's been around forever uh, at this point, so. I've had enough of attendance. You're, you're right. Um, it's <laughs> You don't have to tell me twice. I hate talking attendance. Yeah. They broke, they did the best that Stardom's ever done. There's your, there's your attendance talk. Yes. And I imagine pay-per-view buys will be the same. I imagine pay-per-view buys. This will be the biggest show they've ever had. Um, I can totally see why, uh, if I was Rossi, if I was Stardom, if I was Bushi Road, uh, yeah, you, uh, expand that contract with, um, one Mercedes Monet. Uh, because 100%, not saying that she was the main draw here, but I would argue that she was uh, a huge draw. <laughs> a huge international draw for this uh, promotion. So uh, 100%, you extend that contract if you can. Uh, and I think this pay-per-view 100% did that. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the show itself. We'll start off here with the tag team match. Starlight Kid and May Sarah. Defeat Azume and May Saruga. What do you think about this tag team match? This quick little uh, high-speed tag team match here, Scotty. Exactly how you kick off a show. Mm-hmm. Exactly how you kick off the show. Uh, you, If you have new fans turning this on, right, at, say, whether they watched it live or after the fact, you have them turn it on, and you need to bring them in, right? Because, it's like, Mercedes is later in the night. Mercedes got moved to second to last, of course. Yeah. You got to lock them in. You go high speed nonsense for 10 minutes and you don't look back. Um, Azami was obviously incredible. Um, but May Sarah, May Sarah, for someone who didn't wrestle for a year and eight months essentially, unbelievable. She was able to walk in there and do all that. Uh, Sunny added actually, which I think was an interesting point, um, that she's been backstage pretty much for the past six months with stardom. Um, really? So obviously this was coming together for a while and she is she's probably been training for a while uh because you don't go in there do a high speed match like she did here and do anything but deliver um and i thought she did a great job um and she got the win over Azmi, which i said she probably would yeah it was a you know classic high speed tag title match here you know they were moving they were grooving they were all was- over the place uh may sarah looked yeah. good uh I, i'm kind of a, i was kind of upset seeing uh a starlight kid and an Azume in this spot just because it's like of how great they've been i would have loved mm. to see the high speed title defense as well in this show um yeah. but you know i got a tag match out of here and we saw more of may sarah and may saruga um and they're obviously trying to get as many eyes on this product for this show as possible so you know throwing some more outside talent I don't think May Saran, May Saruga are going to be a huge draw, but hey, you pull a couple Choc- you know, Choco Pro fans in here. Yeah, sure. We're making some AEW people too. Exactly. Saruga, That's true. That's 100% true. And they're like, it, okay, it's cool. It's obviously a little thing, mm-hmm. but it is something. It's a good move. It was a good move to start off. And it's a hot tag to start off a show. Um, another match totally devised to bring in more eyes. Uh, tag team match here Utami Haishishida and Miyu Amasaki. Defeat the team of Hazuki and Fuchan, making her second match, uh, second match debut ever uh, in stardom. Uh, I thought that this match was pretty good. I wasn't like, I am not, how do I say this? Fuchan, I didn't see the first match at, what was it, Cinderella? Not Cinderella, but it was um, a five-star match. 
Uh, tag League. It was a Tag League match. Um, oh, it was a pre-show okay. on night one of the Tag League last year. Uh, sure. I didn't see that match, uh, but I heard everyone liked it. This match, seeing like, oh, people liked it. She seems pretty good. Okay, checking it out. I think for someone that was like new to seeing her, she's pretty good. I got like 100% like she has the limited move set. Like she's a young lioness, young lioness, young lion thing. Uh, she, had, she had a good move set or limited move set, I should say. She seemed fine. Uh, if she wants to continue, cool. But I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. That was solid. Uh, Hazuki, again, solid. Utami, solid. Mio Amasaki, solid. I would same thing with like Starlight Kid and Nazume. I, would, I can't wait. I want to see Utami Hayashishida go back and doing something. She hasn't done anything in a while. But uh, minor complaints here. Uh, just, you know, solid tag match to start off the show. Uh, I think Fu is excellent for a celebrity who... Obviously, we don't know her popularity to the full extent. But from what I've been told, it's very, very high. Um, and, you know, anytime you get a celebrity like this willing to go out there and, you know, take the bumps that she did like that lariat for instance from utami or mm-hmm. the german you get a full-on appreciation for and um yeah this was a spot kind of to keep utami busy i think i think by now everyone should be kind of used to utami not having major spots just yet i think i think the end of the year is really where she's gonna heat up for the first time since being champion um based off of what has happened in the show yeah, it was a it was a good tag match that fit on the show. Had a celebrity, brought in eyes. It, uh, it checked all the boxes for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, according to her YouTube channel, she has a million, uh, one one point zero one million followers. So she's definitely popular, and in Japan, she's definitely popular. Uh, so yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you bring in that sort of talent. If she's interested in doing it, and Hazuki can train her, perfect. Get her in there. Uh, why the hell not, folks? Next up, we have the singles match between between Micah and Hameka. Uh, a sad ending. Not really sad ending. You know, a sort of bittersweet ending. This match, I thought, was, again, pretty good. Uh, and then the last final minutes there of, like, Micah and Hameka sort of breaking down, knowing that the finish is about to happen. Uh, Mika just bringing her back up after, I think, a Falcon Arrow or something. Bringing her back up. Yells it to her. Then does a shoot headbutt, which I was just like, holy shit. All right, Micah, okay, <laughs> good way to end this. Uh, hits her finisher and gets the win here. Uh, sad to see Hameka's career end. Uh, you guys, speaking of you and Trent, uh, for Starting Road, had a great um, one-off sort of career retrospective of Hameka's career on Starting Road, uh, which I would definitely recommend for people to listen to. But I thought, again, a pretty good match. It wasn't like, I, I wasn't amazed by it, but I was like, this is a pretty good match. This was another good match on the path of great matches of the show. Yeah, this was, this was a match. I think that really it hit, it hit a bit extra for the Jamaica fans, especially because they really did roll out the red carpet for her till the very end. And um, for anyone that's really connected to the Jamaica Micah relationship, I think you get an extra appreciation for it. Um, I thought the finish and the emotional finish was great. Um, and I thought it was a really good match. Um, probably for me, ultimately, like I, this, this I'll ultimately fall a little back on probably than I was during the show. Cause like the emotions have, you know, kind of gone away cause they add up a bit, but once, you know, once it ends and you're like, Oh my God, but 
they did a really good job at ending Hameka's career and doing so in a way that felt right. Um, so I'm happy for her, and it's one of her better singles matches of her career for me. I thought she had, I thought she had one of the best matches of her career actually a few weeks ago, um, which I'll probably talk about as my match of the week. But this was really, really like I said, really solid and. You know, good for good for both of them. Micah, it's Micah's time now. Uh, that was that was actually my biggest takeaway from this. I watched Micah win in such a dominant fashion in the end, and I said, "All right, it's time to uh, it's time to really run with her because she's the unquestioned number two now in DDM." I think a lot of people consider her the number two, anyways, over her makeup, but I, now it's I unquestioned. It's yeah, one hundred percent. I would love to see her, and I said this when we heard about the retirement tour starting and everything. Was that you know, at the time, I was like, yeah, I would love to, I would hopefully see, you know, this sort of break off that Micah can now shoot for the moon in her uh, in her faction and uh, shoot for the moon in uh, in the company. I mean, I mean, she is an easy challenger for the world title. I think she is a potential holder for the wonder title. Um, I think it's easily for her to just jump up into that spot. I I think, you know, especially with uh Marai up there i think it's a little a little can be a little crowded at times but i think micah can oh, maybe so crowded hopefully break through that noise um yeah. but we'll see I, I i would love for her to do that um Hameka, seeing her retired you know sad to see her go hopefully she's retiring healthy uh we uh, never really got clarification on what happened with that um that i know about but Hopefully, yeah. No, hopefully she goes off into the sunset well, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll see her again down the road. Who knows? It's wrestling after all. But, uh, yeah, solid talent. Bad to see her go, but uh, I'm glad she is uh, not retiring out of injury or anything like that. She was able to have this tour uh, and have it and end it on her terms. You always want to see a wrestler do that. Um, next match. Uh, the Goddesses of Stardom title match. Amisure and Mirai versus uh, Nanai Takahashi and you, The Mirai and Nami Sarei team win here. This win upset many a folk uh, because it won by countout. Uh, Nanai Takahashi and you uh, were out of the ring for however many seconds it was. Uh, Mirai and Nami Sarei got the win. What did you think about this result? What did you think about the match itself? I saw accusations of sandbagging. I saw accusations of not taking any bumps. I mean, comparatively, it is you. I mean, I don't necessarily blame you for not bumping. The girl is ginormous against Ami Sare, who's not, you know, that big. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about this whole match and the whole whole drama that's kind of unfolded from it? Um, It's not all that shocking. <laughs> uh, if, if you watch their match in Tag League, uh, there seem to be problems between these two teams and the match ended and yeah, you could think it was wrestling, but they seemed like not so happy with one another. And then there's also just the history that goes into these two Um that, you know, I think everyone would point to Nanai because of her history, but I do yeah. think it actually is probably just as much you here mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, she has so many titles and so many other promotions too, that she probably doesn't, someone that wants to lose much either and that's kind of the pickle you played yourself into here unlike Chihiro Hashimoto um I don't think you and I were as willing to play ball necessarily and uh it stinks because this is Mariah's first title and obviously she's the more so story of the match 
Yeah. Um, but I'm most happy she's champion. This was the weakest match on the card. It was <laughs> for me expected to be the weakest match on the card, truthfully. Um, like it was the least it was my least anticipated match. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being that. So I can't I wasn't like I wasn't as drained as everyone else because I was like, whatever. Like yeah. the, the best parts of the match were Mariah and I and everything else is very forgettable. Yeah, I, I mean the only sort of like surprise shock stuff to me is doing the title switch you know obviously looking back on it looking that every single title changed here uh on the show not a huge surprise anymore but like at the time i was just thinking like you know in our preview i said like i don't know i mean you know ami saray holds the future of stardom title uh mirai just won the cinderella tournament i don't know if they're gonna do another title switch on top of that you know mirai's would head into another match with the title i feel like that might hurt her chances for that to win maybe another title i don't know i mean ultimately there it's a huge push for both of them this is a this, you know ami saray gets a push by getting the title win Murray gets a push by the cinderella tournament and now they win the tag titles together this is a huge push for them now does that push continue for Murray to go for the wonder or world or whatever she's picking uh maybe she's picking i don't know some other random match the art artist of stardom titles i don't know uh you know she can pick whatever she wants she can pick whatever she wants so maybe you know maybe we'll get something else maybe she wins that well does that hurt her push by going for something else i don't know part of me thinks i don't know i don't think they're gonna push her that hard to to do all this stuff but well i guess remains to be seen given her two cinderellas back to back cinderellas at that so i don't something know something that only mayu could say she has so oh by the way did you also feel like her outfit by the way mirai was uh I don't know. You know, it felt felt similar I to Mayu. I Cinderella one. I didn't like this one. I um, this outfit felt similar to Mayu to me. I don't know if it felt that for you, but it sounds like not. It yeah, it was like the uh, like the the hairy mm-hmm. like the hairy part of it. Mm-hmm. I it, I understood. I didn't really know what they were going for. I like I like her Cinderella one that she had last week, like the like the the ash the yeah. ash type style thing that she was going for. Mm-hmm. This was it was no matter what mariah's gonna get keep getting pushed she's gonna be she's gonna be one of the top champions she'll probably be the next person truthfully if it's not utami to win both of those titles at this point i'd be shocked if she didn't honestly you mean the wonder or world yeah well yeah well there's only been five people to win both Mm -hmm. which we'll get to later um i wouldn't be shocked if she was one of those next people to potentially get both down the line somehow just because of how hard the push has been this early. Um, I still think she challenges for wonder because I do think that a short wonder reign is on our way mm-hmm. uh, here, which is a good thing. I think it's more fitting for the story, but, and I don't necessarily think she is at a point where she can be a world champion holder. I don't, I, I honestly don't think that is, I think that I that thought they were going to go with it. If we got to the five star and Julie was still champion. Okay. Because yep. I thought they were going to use that to kind of lift her up another level. And then she won the Cinderella. So I said, eh, we'll keep it wonder for now. Yeah. Because, I mean, because if he did that, that would separate the push out a little bit more. And that would make it more yes. Doing it all yes. right now, I, no. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, is, I, think, I assume, I assume this is going to be at the Fuyoka. Flashing champion. No, it'll be flashing champion. Okay. Like last year. They they oh, skip yes. one. Yes, you're right. They did do that. that. They Their next it. big show. Mm-hmm. Fukuoka, I think, will be Natsupoi, actually. Which would be really good. Yeah. Obviously. Uh but they they set that up like after their Cinderella match. 
they pretty much said, yeah, if you win, perfect. I'm challenging. And it was perfect. like, oh, all right, cool. Sounds good. So I think that'll be maybe the Fukuoka main event. Okay. Um, okay. But unless Micah challenges in the next week or so. But yeah. She's from there. So yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. I thought I thought this match was fine. You know, I don't think it was bad. Yeah, it was fine. Sure. And then ended like it did. And it's like, uh yeah, it's a wet fart of an ending just to have a title yeah. switch on the count out. But yeah, some so many people were like so devastated. I was like, do you know what the next five matches? I'm not really that worried. <laughs> yeah. And and also, you know, you have the you, you, the whole energy of the show had that restart energy. All the titles are switching well. But, you know, I'm also looking at this. And I'm like seeing a lot of the a lot of the home team getting wins here. You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot. Yeah. So after Storm Dream Queen, there were a lot of the non so home team won. Mm hmm. We got it all back in the home team now. It's uh yep, and and Sayori new who's kind of home team now. So. Yeah, which we'll get to right now, which is the artist of Stardom title match restart. Kyrie Natsupoi and Sayori Anu, uh defeat the team of prominence Suzu Suzuki Risa and Haragi Kurumi. Uh, what do you think of this match? I probably like this match more than everyone else. Yeah, I saw a lot of people being like, "It was pretty good." I don't know. Yeah, and fun. I was like. I remember reading it. I was like, did I watch something different? I was like in <laughs> shock. I was like, yeah. I thought that was legitimately. It might be my second favorite match of the show. Damn. <laughs> like, I loved this match. Um, I thought Kyrie was excellent, kind of taking a lot of the work from prominence. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Sayori Anu was phenomenal with Suzu Suzuki in the closing minutes. Um, I, I thought it was great. I legitimately thought this was a great trios match. I thought restart kind of fit like a glove. And Chris Charlton told a really good story kind of throughout the match of how Kyrie's a singles competitor. And it's kind of like how he tells a story with uh, Okada and Tanahashi and how they need to figure out each other as a team because they're not a tag team. It's like once they embrace the tag team work, the ma- they got better and better as time went on. Um, yeah, no, I loved this. I thought all three of all three of restart were great. Promise is obviously great. They just they just pack such a punch that no one else does. Um, it is interesting. Uh, Pro Wrestling Wave announced their Catch the Wave tournament lineup, and Suzuki Suzuki is not in it. Risa Sarah and uh, Kurumi Haragi are so interesting. I find that to be very interesting. Um, seeing she won the tournament last year, so I'm guessing she's gonna keep herself healthy, maybe for another big run in stardom. Um, probably with the five star. Uh, it, it's it's pretty separate because the five star is announced on the show don't start till July 23rd. Yeah, but uh, that's what my guess is is that she's keeping herself healthy. She's dealt she's dealt with a couple injuries over the past year, so I think she's probably saving herself up for the next level in stardom um, because I need her to, because if she's gone, I would be very sad, but she won't be, she can't be. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, yeah, we're done with you now. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think stay, staying healthy for the five star is a good idea. I mean that to me, if she's trying to stay healthy for the five star, that means to me that she's going to try and go out. If she's in the five star, go out and have a, uh, a banger of a tournament last year. She was pretty good. Not as much of a banger as I really wanted to be. Uh, but it was, uh, I'm really hoping if she goes out, she does a, have a banger of a tournament and gets, you know, competitive near the finals and whatnot. Um, uh, and by the way, in the chat as well, Kyle agreed. I agree. Scott was my second favorite match too. So Jizzle, uh, agreed Scott. It was his third favorite match for him. Yeah. I'm between second and third. I'm still trying to decide. Um, I, I gotta, 
Uh, admittedly, I have to rewatch a certain match that we're about to talk about next because I was very disconnected. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you this much. This next match, the Wonder of Stardom title match, Mina Shirakawa and Sai Kamatani. This was my second favorite match of the night. I really like this match. People uh, loved, loved this match. So I'm not surprised. I went four flat on it. I have always been, uh, you know, this Sai Kamatani was my female wrestler of the year last year. I think she's fantastic. Um, I'm not hugely invested in the loss of confidence storyline with the Phoenix Splash. I'm not. I don't necessarily love storylines like that. But beyond that, I thought she worked well here. Mina Shirakawa. I think that I tweeted this out. I think the two of them have great chemistry. We saw in their first outing. We saw it again here. I thought that they did a great job of recapturing. Uh, that sort of energy, that frenetic energy, that chemistry that he had in that last match that they had and represented it here and the crowd was fully on board with it here. I would have loved... Stardom doesn't do this, but if they did like a little like, you know, blood capsule in Mina Shirakawa's mouth, you know, just a little bit of that stuff, you know, really bring it home with that with that energy here. I would have loved that. Make it more like babyface underdog Mina Shirakawa overcoming Saya. Uh, at a time where she she can easily be overcome because she's having confidence issues with her finisher, uh, I would have loved for that too. But you know that that might be too heavy handed. Either way, I thought this match was great. I thought Mia Shirakawa 100% held her own. I said years ago that she was really good, and people dunked on me for that take at the time. But uh, uh, I'm glad that uh, this match. Uh, was able to fulfill my body. She didn't immediately help you out after that take. Uh, no, 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 like no, she, no, no. She had like the biggest wonder of star sticker in years. She, because she, <laughs> she had a good five star Grand Prix, I believe, yeah. and then she had that stinker, and I was like, oh, absolute oh, dang, ding, ding, dang. But I was but like, she got ah. hurt. but I, but I think at the time I was like, okay, you know, stinker match. But I was also like, it's Tam. Tam has that ability to be like okay sometimes she's there for the match sometimes she's not so i was giving mina a little bit of a pass no it was, it was absolutely mina's fault in that <laughs> terrible bloody demon character that she came up with i don't remember yeah. what it's called but, but I that was that that so was I, I hated that too but here i thought this match was great this was my second favorite match of the night i thought mina did a great job here i don't know what her reign's gonna be i agree that i don't think this reign could be that long i think it obviously very much depends on uh, which title Marai goes after. Um, if it's for the Wonder, I could see a title switch again. If it's for the World, I could see um, Mina holding it for a little while. Um, does she hold it by five star? I don't really think so. I wouldn't be I surprised, but that. I don't think so. But what do you think? What are, you, what are your thoughts on this match? I mean, I, I, for me, it was tough to fully invest in it because there was never a second I thought she was losing. I think I think that's part of like, and that's why I probably need to go watch it back. I was also like sitting. I, I forget what I was doing, but there was a reason I wasn't connected to like the first half of this match because I was actually doing something. You were preparing like, oh, your body and mind for Mercedes pretty much, Ryan. pretty <laughs> much. It it like the the next two matches did suffer because mm-hmm. of that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but ultimately, like the closing stretch and like the last five minutes were really, really good. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason I do need to go back and watch it. Um, Kyle in the I chat think... says that this was his favorite match. And Sajizzle says that in the arena, the Phoenix Splash angle was huge, which I'm glad. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that was wasn't, I'm not saying the crowd wasn't invested. Like I said, 
I think the chemistry is great, and I think the crowd is super invested. For me, I'm not huge into the angles like that, but I'm not saying that it didn't work because it 100% worked in the arena. I think this was this is one of Stardom's best crowds ever in terms of noise Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that isn't inside Cork and Hall. Yeah, like their Cork and Hall crowds are incredible. This was like maybe their best non-corking crowd I've heard. Yeah. Um. So credit to credit to really everyone in the building. They they reacted very well, and uh, Mina was maybe the most loudly cheered person in the night when she won. Yeah, I so, totally 100 percent agree with that. Despite people thinking that they kind of botched this along the way, they knew what they were doing. She's still over. Very over, and she'll be very over. And now she has the belt. She got her moment. She can lose at any time now. <laughs> it was all about the journey here, so I don't know how much. Yeah, this this was a chase yeah. scenario. This was not a, uh, you know, everything else. But nonetheless, from what I, what I remember, and I do admittedly need to go watch this again before I talk about it tomorrow and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because tomorrow is my official time, of course, because I sign myself up for other shows. Uh, I do need to rewatch it, but like the, they did such a great job at creating drama. Yeah, towards the end, which I thought was like that's how you, that's how you get me into it, and I think that's why I need to pay attention to the first part because maybe I liked it better than I thought. I could totally see also like why they choose Mina Shirakawa as like weirdly there she's becoming like the face of like the international market you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. um she has the charisma she has the crowd connection to follow it up to back it up and you're right like it is everyone thought that this was like a blow away psychometry was gonna win it. we thought the same we thought they botched the sort of story and that wasn't gonna work but we were foolish to think that mina shirakawa and psychometry who had a previously great match weren't gonna be able to find that again and Mina wasn't going to be able to get the crowd on her side as the underdog again. Um, right. She can do that. She can get the crowd into her despite that, which just, that being said, proved even more, yeah, she might actually be the right person for the international audience. If you're going to bring her over the, over here, have her wrestle, you know, I don't know, have her wrestle like Mercedes at Resurgence. You know what I mean? Like, do it like, on put her on a big stage. I don't think that's going to be the match at all. But, you know, put her at the stage like that. I assume she'll probably I don't probably think Mercedes wrestle. faces anyone from stardom, actually. Which is totally possible as well. And we'll find out in May. But I think, you know, I think she should work that show in some sort of, even if it was a pre-show thing. Um, you know, get her in the States more. Uh, I would love to see that as well. Uh, or at least get her in England maybe some more and have her team up with Mariah May in England um, on some sort of, I don't know, Rev Pro show, I guess. Uh, or pro- under progress, get her get her work in progress. It's cobbering time, you know. Get her working on that. You're show. gonna get you're gonna get yourself killed. <laughs> but I think she is. She can connect to the audience, and I think that is obviously very valuable to them right now. And uh, I think that was the right choice to get more of the audience here. Next match was the knockout or submission only match. Shuri defeats Shirohiro Hashimoto. Big Hash. I thought this was everybody throwing bombs. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. And yeah, uh, Big Hosh. I want to see more of Big Hosh. Shuri, I thought it was fantastic. Coming back from the... uh, This felt like, oh yeah, we're we're dropping off of the world title program. But we're still going to be dropping bombs, killing people, folks. This is the Shuri I love. uh, And I love seeing Big Hosh. So I, I was really into this match as well. 
hell of a fight. Exactly what I wanted it to be. Yes. That's that's I think my best way. Like if you want to talk about every match from this show, this probably lived up to like the exact expectations. I was just I was for. just about to say that. Just about to say like that. it was like all right, we have this exact rule set. Let's use it and make it make it feel different from everything else, and that's what they did. Um, Shuri's just unbelievable. Like, I I watch her and I just I walk away every time saying like there is her her transformation into like the final boss of stardom, mm-hmm. even without having a title yeah. now. Yeah, is incredible, and uh, I still think she's that Dominion challenger i do mm. um but we'll wait and see uh but no this is great and uh she did talk about after the match how she liked facing hashimoto and maybe maybe they could do something again down the line which is cool um hashimoto's great obviously so yeah well let's, let's talk about that. let's talk about that this sort of uh you know title changes all all abound here this sort of uh all the the all the home team winning all the uh uh I don't want to say invaders because that's not what the angle is here. Uh, all the uh, non-contracted talent, I guess, um, you know, all losing pretty much in their matches here. What do you sure. think about that? Is that a sort of like, you know, was that sort of idea part of like the Julia Rain sort of gimmick? And now that like, you know, because that's how it sort of started was this idea of like, oh, uh, her her indie roots, basically, and help her root into that. And that Suzu Suzuki few was sort of built around that as well and her do you think that sort of now that they're all lost here we change all the tiles and we have tam going forward do you think that is going to they're going to be using less non-contracted talent moving forward do you think it's nothing's going to really change or and do you think or do you think you know they're going to have i don't know sign some of these people or there's going to be more people what do you think is going to happen here yeah i think well i think the goal was to build all these people up mm-hmm. kind of make this the night of stardom by the end of it in the right way. And I think they did a great job at that. And I know some people were upset that certain wrestlers didn't make it high on the card because of that, but it led to the, the better, I think show. Um, I, I think the mindset is that now that you've made all these relationships and you've given all these wrestlers such really great experiences overall, I think everyone's really, again walked out of it looking better than they did before maybe except for you and the and that's just because of how that ended some people will be a little soured but i thought overall they had a great run mm-hmm. um you now create the idea that like anything's possible i guess right yeah and i think in time we'll see these wrestlers continue to come in and out just not as much i think it's going to be kind of back to now stardom's roster yep um, and then maybe, you know, I think like the usuals that you'll see pop up from time to time are the prominences and Sayori Anu, who I think at this point probably have a more exclusive contract than we know of yet. I, I would assume so. I assume that she's one of, you know, I guess in that match, it was sort of May Saruga and May uh, Sarai. Oh, no, I'm not, not May Sarai. May Sarah is locked. Yeah, May yeah, Sarah is locked. She's on the roster. Anu won a title and defeated prominence. I have to imagine that she is probably a, a, probably yeah. a talent. I don't think she'll be exclusive, exclusive yet, but I think we're working our way there. I think she's going to have the Shuri contract when Shuri first joined. Mm-hmm. 
before becoming exclusive. Yeah. Um, and in time, I think that's a big deal. But yeah, I think it sets up for potential down the road, but now it's going to be back to being about the stardom roster and about what they have because they do have such a loaded roster. They don't need to play with all these outside folks, but that made this show that much grander. Sure. Because they did. Sure. Would it, would you like to see more of that sort of talent? Uh Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think now that you have this show behind you, like you do it in spurts, you don't do all of them at once now. Yeah. Um I think that's kind of what I would do uh moving forward cuz then it keeps everyone fresh, keeps everyone interesting when they show up. Yeah. Um as opposed to you know, having Right, the the past all six ma- out of these six matches we're just talked about here, title matches, uh, two of them didn't involve some sort of outsider, and that were the top two title matches. So, like in top stardom title matches, I should say, yeah, um, one during world. So, um, they know what they were doing, and I think you know you create relationships that are very important now, and you probably do see some signings. That's what I was about to say. I imagine that there might be signings. I think a lot of it, as you said, of like seeing who has gotten over, who works Mm. with the roster, who do you sign? Yeah. Who who, who wants to put pen to paper? Prominence made herself a great heel or made themselves great heels. Mm -hmm. And I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Same. Um, because I think I think I I fully believe Suzu has a big fat contract sitting on the door waiting for her to sign at the moment she wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of her wanting to do her things. Like tomorrow she's fighting June Kasai in Cork and Hall. So like there's still things she's trying to do, obviously. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I it's a matter of time with some people. Um yeah. so the Sayori and New gets like really one of the biggest gets they could have had anyways. Yeah, um, because of her popularity outside of stardom, which mm-hmm. is why it's not shocking that they've signed her. But it's weird. It's obviously weird because you had the Mayuki he match, right? And now you have the seven up match and the way those two ended, even though I thought the Mayuki he one was good in terms of like the violence and the message they went with. But it did kind of hurt Julia's reign at the same time. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll, what see. Happens. we'll see what happens. IWGP. Women's title match. Mayu Itani defeats Mercedes Monet. 12 minutes and 56 seconds. Scotty, you have the floor. The IWGP Women's title is... We know what it is now. I think we've had enough matches to know what it is now. It is... One, not the top title in stardom, as it shouldn't be. Um, Because... (laughs) Like, if it was ever going to main event a stardom show, it was going to happen on this one. And it didn't. And rightfully so. It should not have. Um, we know it's going to be a, a title that's about 10, 15-minute matches, I think, moving forward. Unless it's in the U.S. and they have a little more leeway. Um, but I think that may have been a more Mercedes thing. It's a title that still has IWGP attached to it. So it's going to matter to a lot of people, understandably so. Um, but it's also a title that is, you know, it's probably going to be Mercedes Monet's again, somewhere down the line. I think that's kind of how I walked away from this. 
My only complaint about this match is I want it to be longer. That's it. And I don't usually say that. You don't usually say that. But I know we both agree on that. It should have been longer. Because these two beat the living hell out of each other for 12 minutes. And I don't think the end was as sudden as, like, some people are saying. They built it up to the end. They They just, they had, like, four or five minutes more that they could have really enhanced this match. Is it the greatest match of all time that I wanted it to be? No. Is it my match for the year? No. Was it still great? And do I think we're going to get another match between these two? Absolutely. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I walked away from this. I was like, oh, this is just, this is just the first match. And I think that's kind of what Mercedes said. She's like, she is going to wrestle at the Long Beach Resurgence show. And she's coming back for the IWGP Women's title. I think this was always agreed upon in her first contract. Hey, you're going to win here and you're going to lose to Mayu. And, you know, if you re-up. We have different conversations. She's read up, folks. She's locked in. Japan is her home moving forward. I I, I told you last week. I told everyone. Day, you know, uh, F4W confirmed that she signed an extension. We don't know how long necessarily, but her first date was going to be U.S. We now know that's in May. Um, she has a lot of matches she wants, but that IWGP title, that's going to be hers again. And I think she's going to get a healthier long reign. But for me, I'm happy Mayu gets her moment. The moment was so worth it. And I'm going to need to see these two again because they have so much greatness in them based off this first match and just like the where they're willing to go. I like seriously believe Mercedes said, yeah, you can hit me as hard as you possibly want. And Mayu was like, oh, I mean, okay. You know, she had like an entire rock on her forehead. It, it looked brutal. Um, I can't wait to see, obviously, what's next for Mayu. I think Mayu probably has a defense at Dominion and maybe she just faces uh, Mercedes once or maybe she, I would like her to get two defenses and then we roll back Mercedes. Um, I'm guessing if, if, if the Mercedes Mayu match happens again, it'll probably be in the U S that time around, but we'll have to wait and see, Uh, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And uh, I think Mercedes is locked in. She has way too much to do still. Yeah. And I think she knows that she got, I said, I said when this was possible, she's going to sign for how many ever dates she's going to get the bug and then she's going to stick. And then she has absolutely done that. She just signed with a, uh, uh, marketing company in Japan. I think like an agency or some sort Ooh. that, that pretty much exclusively will market her and her stuff. So like, you don't do that unless you're going to be in Japan for a long time. It's only the beginning folks. It's only the beginning. This was, this was, this was the, like this show was the end of a chapter for stardom. This was the end of the first chapter for Mercedes in Japan. Yeah. And uh, I think that's very special. She, uh, she's killing it. She is. She is. I, I totally agree with what you said about the match being longer. Kyle uh, in the chat also agrees that he wished the match was being longer. I feel like, like if you were say, Oh, five minutes got cut out of the match. I would say that those five minutes got cut off the beginning of the match, not the end of the match. If you know what I mean, right? It felt Absolutely. like they got to like the middle because they went right into it. Yes, it felt like they got to like the middle section of the match in like minute three, um, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh man, I wish they stretched that section out a little longer, or whatever. But um, beyond it was that, the enha- it was the enhanced Kyrie and Tam match, really. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's what it was. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair uh yeah no (laughs) i wish the match was totally longer but i also think that's a great position for the two of them to be in 
uh, mm. that every single person unanimously is saying, oh, that should have been longer. Basically saying, I want to see more of this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to see more of them wrestling. Um, I think they'll get it. Um, mm. I think that, you know, I think there is a chance that the uh, resurgence show that is going to be the rematch against Mayu. Very possible. I think that is totally possible. I think, you know, whether or not she wins it there is one thing. I know that the contract is sort of more so with like Bushi Road than Stardom, really. You know, more so sure. with New Japan than anything else. Um, Let me see the exact quote. I'll get you the exact sure, sure, quote sure. of what she said. <clears throat> but continue. But I think, you know, I would love to see her expand away from the IWGP Women's title. Uh, I could totally see her, if she really wants to stay, go for a world title match. I, she has plenty of people I want to see her wrestle against. Julia, Tam, uh, a Starlight Kid. Um, and you know, for 100%, she'll wear that black tiger mask again. Um, I want to see her against so many people on this roster. Great look, by the way. Great look. Um, and she deserves to be in this. And th- I'm glad that she found her home. I do think that it's, you know, it's the thing of, I was thinking about that quote that Bailey had so many months ago. Um, where she said that, like, you know, Mercedes has proved that you can make money outside of WWE, right? And everyone was sort of, like, dogged on Bailey, right? Because it was like, oh, well, that's been proven many a times before. Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. proved it. Uh, Drew McIntyre, to a certain extent, proved it. Um, so many people have proven that you can make money outside of WWE at this point. But I think what Bailey was really trying to say there is that Mercedes has sort of proved that there is a pathway to make money as a female wrestler outside of WWE. And I think that she has proved that she has, she is not breaking the boundaries when it comes to like men's wrestling. She's breaking the boundaries when it comes to women's wrestling. Um, And that is something you have to applaud. And I I think that overall becomes wrestling. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That that becomes all this, this stuff. It plays all into this. You and I said the moment she left the company, left WWE, uh, officially was gone, and she was coming into stardom, that this tour and whatever happens next with her is her really ultimately going to be her resume for her Hall of Fame candidacy, right? That is the discussion you and I had, is that can she do it? She has what she has done now. Now that In my book, she's undeniable. Yeah. After this run, she's undeniable. A hundred percent. I think she has proven to be a draw outside of WWE. We have obviously seen that. Yes, she's not at the top of the card, but we all know internationally who was the draw. They Mm -hmm. have one of their best, have their best attendance records in history of stardom. They have, uh, they were able to even wrestle in Yokohama Arena to begin with. Like even like three years ago, that would be like unbelievable. Well, we saw it with the New Japan US shows. Mm Mm-hmm. Think of the difference between Battle in the Valley and Capital Collision. And I know there was an IWGP heavyweight title match on that show, but that wasn't announced until the week up. That didn't move tickets like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mercedes so, did. Mm-hmm. So Jizzle made a great point that uh, the buys will be very telling about how much of a international draw she truly is. I don't know. What, I don't know if we'll ever get the number truthfully because they don't let that go. I think. I think if the number is that good, Rossi will talk to Dave. <laughs> you know what I mean. 
I, yeah, I, yeah, it'll get out there somehow. Yeah, I I'm think sure. if it, if it is that good, I mean, they announced even that the subscription service, right? They're they're it's uh, the most ever, yeah. And they not only said that it was the most ever, but they said it's like practically like fifty percent international, you know. Right. Uh, so I think that she is obviously proven to be a draw outside of WWE. That's huge, wrestling wise. She's still great. She's she was great in WWE. She's great here. Uh this is all to more this establish can only herself. Get better. And I think you're right. I think she can only get better if she is able to what she I think can do. We always talk that stardom can be the is the number two promotion in Japan and is the preeminent women's division. But what Mercedes I think can do, which she hasn't done yet really, but I think what she can do is make it make stardom a true international promotion and make yeah. it the like a a legitimate option for American or not you know international non-American female wrestlers to wrestle in. I think she, she has the potential to an, elevate stardom to a level where you're talking about like you know a bunch of people are about to get fired probably from WWE. Oh, where could these people go? Some of them might land in stardom. I think that's yeah. something that she can help establish and she can help bridge that gap which ultimately makes stardom a bigger international promotion. Yeah, uh, Chris Charlton said as much. He said, listen, she's the reason we're on here today. Mm-hmm. She is the reason we they have gone to this level. And I think, you know, her quote, she said, listen, I'm, my next stop is May 21st in Long Beach, and then I'm coming back for the IWGP Women's title. So there's your road. Mm-hmm. There's your road so far. What will that match be? I don't know. Mickey James, Diana Perrazzo, Miyu Yamashita, few options, few options possible, I think, for that May show. Um, obviously, there's options from Stardom's roster too that they could bring and yep. send over there as well. I don't, I don't rule that out. I was just thinking, you know, you're bringing in Mercedes. I don't know if they necessarily will go as far to bring a Stardom member over as well, mm-hmm. uh, just because I, th- I think. I think no matter what Mercedes is a draw, yeah. <laughs> no matter who she faces, it's like yeah. you put whoever the hell you want against her, and they're gonna be like, "All right, we're selling tickets." Mm-hmm. But the fact she's gonna be there is big, and they're probably gonna match, announce that match soon, so that they can move tickets like they did last time. Uh, but it's a credit to her. You and me have talked about this. She was the biggest draw in WWE at one point. Yeah, wasn't Roman. It wasn't Roman. No. It wasn't the needle mover himself. When both of them were on SmackDown back in like 2020, 2021, the actual needle mover was Sasha Banks at the time. 100% it was her. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they ruined that. That's their fault. Um, she's undeniable. And I just, I think I think we as fans just need to continue to appreciate it, um, what yeah. she's doing. Because like you said, she is changing a lot of things, and you know she, that great quote in the uh, Sports Illustrated, um, Sports Illustrated article. Let me find it. Well, as you're... I, I think really summed up what she's trying to do here. Um, all right, found it. Perfect. Uh, is this isn't just for me? This is for the future. It's for every girl that has a dream. Mm-hmm. I'm showing the world you can achieve feats that no one else has done before. I want to set the same example. There are so many places where you can wrestle and make your voice heard. I think that does like, I don't think she's just saying that. 
I think that is how she believes. If you ever listen to her, and I've said this time and time again, every time we do this show, Ryan, pretty much talk about Mercedes, I bring it up every time. She was on every interview possible, whether it was with Stone Cold Steve Austin or some Ricky Dink podcast or, you know, something like someone like myself interviewing her. She always said Japan was the dream. Yep. Now she's doing it. And uh, this was just another. She is three for three as far as I'm concerned in terms of delivering and she's going to be however more i can't wait to see what's next for her and I, like you said just having her on shows she yeah. doesn't need to be champion no to be a draw no she can be and she will be again it helps I'm pretty sure <laughs> it certainly helps. It, helps it helps i don't know how you don't try and just book her versus julia as a special match yeah on one of your next big major stardom shows that will draw I'll tell you that, that much. I'll buy absolutely <laughs> will draw. I think that is the biggest draw for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll talk about how Julia and Mayu, uh, not Julia, Mercedes and Mayu was the biggest draw for me. But I know for a fact it's Julia and, and Mercedes for a lot of people. Yeah. And I understand why. Um, uh, so Jizzle made a great point to sort of expand on what I was saying, saying that uh, she's trying to create an alternative. I don't think she has the of funds or ability to be like let me make the second uh let me make it the aew to wwe i think aew at this point is a great alternative for american fans and especially for the male wrestlers stardom will become if she keeps it up and if they keep drawing if everything keeps working um i think it could easily be like the alternative for women's wrestling it has been for a very long time and they're and Mercedes' goals and Sharm's goals are aligned in such a way that you can truly become an alternative. Yeah. You can truly talk about when, hey, hey, you're seeing those tweets. If Bailey wants out of WWE, where is she going to go? She'll go to Stardom. It'd be her. It'd be that or AEW. Uh, My- and, and and that's that's a great spot to be in. And that's a great spot to be in. This is how everyone should look at Stardom. For all the people that sit here and complain about women's wrestling on a weekly fucking basis, whether it's WWE or AEW, go out of your way to watch this. Mm-hmm. Mercedes is making that more like Mercedes is making people have to at this point. Yeah. Like the lazy people that are like, ah, you know, I don't know. She's making them have to. And it's only bringing more English content to stardom, which will help them as well. And so on and so forth. Like, I, it, it's this. Her match here, it was the beginning. I think so. Uh, someone said this really well. Maybe it was Alex. Alex said, This will be the match looked back on, whether it was 12 minutes, 18 minutes, 19 minutes. That is like Bailey and Sasha in that it changed something. Yeah. I think no matter what, it changed the game for stardom and for women's wrestling. Um, so in five, 10 years, when we're looking back, this is the match we point to, mm-hmm. and this will be the run we point to mm-hmm. with Mercedes Monet. Cause I do think, listen, Mercedes Monet is going to wrestle in the Tokyo dome one way or the other. Yeah. So why not have it not only be with new Japan, which I think inevitably will happen probably at wrestle kingdom. Um, I think she'll be IWGP women's champion by wrestle. Kingdom, so his, maybe that's the goal. It is the goal for Stardom. Well, They've been very open. I was about to say, I was like, how possible is it for Stardom to have a show and wrestle in uh, the Tokyo Dome? That's the next spot. 
Is that five, ten years plan? If all things go according to plan, probably. That was that was part of their. So I think it was 2020, 2021 when Bushi Road bought them. Yeah. They said six, seven years down the road, that's where we want to be. Yeah. Um, based on, listen, they're not going to do New Japan numbers. No one does New Japan numbers. But they're going to try to do it. I think within the next, you say six, seven. I say they'll probably do it a lot sooner than that because I, I just think that's how daring they are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, based off of all their trials, they have yet to fail, right? Yeah. They're trying all these big venues. They've yet to fail. Um, it'll be interesting how they do it, but if they can set it up perfectly, have it be during a time where a lot of people would be willing to travel. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And be willing to be there. Like where Wrestle Kingdom is, you have a shot. Yeah. If you were to do a even back-to-back days, right? Wrestle Kingdom one day, stardom the next, yeah. or something like that. Excuse me. I think you have a shot. Uh, I say, I still think it's like three to four years um, that they are willing to try. But I, again, wouldn't be shocked if they did it sooner because if they can continue to bring people in like Mercedes Monet and whoever else, mm-hmm. you never know, right? You yeah. just never know. There's a there's a potential to draw. I wouldn't be shocked if historic crossover grew as well if they're willing to put on a true supercard. Yeah. Rather than like the the first one. Yeah. And the first one was big, obviously. Did a really good number. But if they were willing to go to the ultimate limit of IWGP, World of Stardom title, I you know, if we went with all the major titles in one big show, I wouldn't be shocked if that was their first try too. But I think it, it's interesting. Mercedes Monet has a lot of control in that for sure. Yeah. She is in, as we say on uh watching Survivor, Survivor. She's in the power position. She uh, she, is. she has she a is. lot of she, she knows she is. As she should be. As she should be. Well, uh Scotty, that was the dream match. The dream match has been realized. Can you believe I it? Know. I know. Um I, I I was still like in shock watching it. Um and my one, so it was like, oh, well, shit, everything that I ever wanted happened. I mm-hmm. was not like because of the contract extension talks, I started to have like major fear. It just wasn't going to happen. I started to be like, all right, I have accepted. But instead, I I got the uh, uh, who do you think you are? I am video. I had that ready to go. There was a point um, where it felt like Mercedes was about to say that, too. <laughs> I was like, who I know <laughs> if she did. Oh, my God. It was the greatest thing. Of all time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it happened. It uh 
I loved every second of it. And the fact that we probably will have it again is even more surreal to me. I didn't think one, it could happen once. And now it's going to be like, yeah, we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Probably with more time and an even bigger spot. Uh, maybe on a new Japan US show or something of the sorts. Maybe historic crossover. I could see them wait that long. Maybe. I could definitely see them wait that long. Maybe. Um, because I, it's not that long. If if they wanted to keep Mercedes busy until then, they can easily. Um, if you like, if you were, if you wanted to have her on the G one final in a special singles match rather than an IWGP title match, mm-hmm. you could easily do that stuff like that. But uh, I think she's loving it, and yeah, uh, the dreams have been happened. So I don't know what my retirement speech would be, but I gotta give it. Because this is my final segment. I'm disappearing after this. You this are. is it. You are for me on the Ring Post Radio. Uh, so you know, thank you everyone for uh, listening to my loud voice every single week and 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 enjoying me screaming yeah and uh, and wanting this match for for 93 episodes, baby. Couldn't I make know, it to 100. Couldn't make it to 100. So close. Ne- never. I know. Never did I think I'd get the dream match when I when I when I made that those two tweets last year. I said, no, it's probably not going to happen. So I could say whatever the hell I want. Yeah. But I'm a man of my word, folks. Yeah. And this is professional wrestling. Retirements mean a lot. They go deep. When you retire, you retire. Right. Right, Ryan. That is true. So. I thank everyone for listening. I thank everyone for, you know, for following me and, and giving me all their time. Um, I really will enjoy retirement. And I thank Ryan for, you know, doing this show with me. And it, it's been an honor, obviously. But, you know, yeah, here's to you. Cheers, here's um, to you, Scotty. Cheers. Here's to you. I, I appreciate it, everyone. And, uh, you know, if you, I'll still be on the Twitters. I'm not going to stop watching wrestling. I'm not going to stop watching wrestling. Just content's dead for me now. And I, I've peaked in wrestling fandom. There's no more me getting excited. Once the stardom show ended, I said, what the hell am I supposed to be excited for now? There's nothing. <laughs> There's not a Forbidden Door 2? All in? What is that? All in? What is that? CM Punk's return? Who gives a shit? CM Punk's return? Another five-star Grand Prix? This stinks. I'm not here for this. I... I my pro wrestling fandom has peaked. So that without further ado, so long, goodbye, farewell, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's definitely been a pleasure to have Scotty join us on Ring Post Radio for so many episodes. Uh, so the look, I guess, for the co-host is on. The search is on. Uh, if you got names, put them in the hat. Uh, we'll be looking for it. But uh, obviously, with Scotty gone, the show must continue. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about the main event. I, I wish Scotty didn't leave right before the main event. I wish we didn't do that. But, hey, the show must go on. World of Stardom title match. Tam Nakano defeats Julia. Uh, there is... I thought this was match of the night easily, right? I mean, this was Tam Nakano, Julia, killing each other for 23 minutes and 40 seconds. We got snapmares through the table. We got, which was insane. Talk about beating someone with a headlock takeover. Snapmare through a table, which looked awful. Tam took that bump awful. Um, I thought this match was so great. I think I went four and a half on, I want to say. I love this match. Um, it had all that sort of that long-standing history. I wish Scotty was here because he knew a lot more of the history than I did. But that sort of history of like, yeah, you don't think I'm, you don't think I'm leaving. I'm not leaving. You think I'm leaving? No, 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 no. I'm not leaving with before the main event of the evening. No, 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 no. I'm back. 
I'm back. You want to talk about the history? You want to talk about the match of the night? You want to talk about a match of the year contender? You want to talk about the women's match of the year? Oh, don't worry. Don't you worry. I'm right here. I'm ready to talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about it. All right. Tam Nakano, Julia, one more time. <laughs> Joke's on you. It's definitely going to happen again. Just, one more time. Just like Keiji Muto, he has come out of retirement. You know it, baby. You know it, baby. I also have two shows tomorrow, so I can't even let like, slightly act. Anyways. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't leave Ryan hanging. I couldn't leave Ryan hanging. I even I brought the background. That. I brought the background. Yeah. I, brought, I, brought, I brought the crew. I brought you the, crew the, you brought the entire is, crew. The restart crew. I brought the whole crew. Look at them. Look at them. Look at this crew. How can you not love them? How can you not love them? But yeah, uh, everything that Ryan said. Yes, I listened to everything Ryan said. I didn't actually what? Listen, huh? Yeah, I know. I know. Shock. Stunned. Bamboozled. Um, But everything that Ryan said is absolutely right. These two, the, the only thing this match didn't have, and I think it would have brought to that like debatable five star level. Yeah. Is if they blew that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like, and I think that's very unfair for me to ask for someone to do because not everyone's John Moxley. Yeah, but and they did bleed. They had bloody mouths like from slapping the shit out of each other. But like I wanted, I wanted the crimson face. You know, I wanted yeah. the crimson mask. I wanted, I wanted that extra level. I wanted Tam to pull out a razor, just shave Julius yes. head again. Yes, I wanted them to just go full. I hate you. You hate me. Mm-hmm. This was the match of the night, no question. It deserved the main event. It lived up to the main event. They dropped each other on each other's heads like 97 times yeah the ending oh my god what an ending huh yeah she kicks out a twilight dream and i'm like oh my god oh my god and then she hits the violet screwdriver which should be her finisher by the way i'm very happy it is because it's the better move mm-hmm. and tam nakano is your fucking world of startup champion who would have thought listen i thought julia was gonna have a shorter reign mm-hmm. than a year yeah than right? the past two past two reigns yeah did i think they were gonna do the ultimate reset from all-star dream cinderella to all-star grand queendom the same exact way with tam nakano on top of the world not for a second but the story made sense i said it last week i laid it out last week it made sense i was like well hold on and what if it actually would might be tam nakano this was one of those times where tam nakano hit every level she's supposed to hit yes which is when she's one of the very best and Julia obviously is one of the very best. We we you and me yeah. have talked about that place. Uh but this was outstanding. Perfect end to the show. Um and where do we go from here now? I we got we got some more stuff on the show. I mean, do you want to stick around for the rest of the episode? Stick around for another hundred episodes, maybe? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I mean, at least uh hundred. I mean, I can't you, can't, you made a good point. I can't. I can't just leave before one hundred. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get rid of the background now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to come back with a boom. But absolutely fantastic show from All Star uh, Grand Queendom. They will go down as one of the best shows of the year. A truly historic show for women's professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest women's prof- professional wrestling shows of all time. And uh, yeah, it's. All steam ahead now to uh, whatever's next. Five star Grand Prix and five. St- and- Let's talk about five star Grand Prix real quick. I was gonna have the thought. I you know I had the conversation a couple weeks ago about how, uh, or maybe last week oh, actually. Go ahead. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was staring down. She was that world of stardom title. She <laughs> was. I noticed that too. She had was looked very awkward in that group. Uh, yeah. and I thought yeah. that was very. Interesting. I was like, oh, that could be their next major show. I Kyrie now's a good time for Kyrie to win that world title. I think and after Tam, 
I think But 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 she's a free agent, Ryan. Who gives a shit? <laughs> no, I know. That's the it drove me insane. I was like, she's not a, she she's been the same the whole time. I think five star has three that I can think of, maybe four potential winners that I can immediately think of, right? I think you have Kyrie. Easy potential winner. Always a potential winner, assuming she's in it. Would she yeah. be in it? I don't know. Wouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> um, Julia. I like of the course. idea of Julia winning and then going on to Dream Queendom and doing the match Running again. Back. One back. more time. Why not? Why not? Maybe add a stiff to it. I don't know. I don't know. Get some blood. Retiring. I can uh, see that. Tam's going to retire eventually. And by the way, this was her only shot. If she didn't win here, she would never win the belt. Agreed. Agreed. It was a, it was a very satisfying moment because of that fact. Um, I think the other third option, which I don't think is, I, I think there's an outside chance. I think this is a dark horse pick that Saya Kamatani, I think, has mm. a potential to be a dark horse pick to win the five star. Would she win an all star Dream Queendom? I don't know. If, if, if it's still Tam, I don't know. But uh, I can see her be put on the back burner big time, too. Yeah, like Utami has. I hope not. I hope Saya doesn't get no, no. Um, I truthfully, I think Saya and Utami get a tag title run soon. Um, now that they're free, that's true. That's a good spot. I think Utami's been waiting for someone in her group to be free for over a year. She's (laughs) like, "Hey, hey, I'm all alone here doing nothing. Can one of you fucking lose so I can stop losing?" That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, And I think them versus the New Eras makes a lot of sense for a show mm-hmm. i can't say flashing champions so um yeah be interesting that makes sense but, um and, and I, yeah, think, the, I think optional fourth pick is like mariah just because it's mariah and this company t- tim winning opens up the five star when it was julia i said utami maybe mariah what's mariah won the cinderella i said no more mariah so yeah. i was pretty much like utami because that's their biggest match that they haven't touched yeah. yet Tam again, uh, just because of the rivalry. Tam again, yeah, you never know. It would be weird to not to lose here than have the match of the Dream Queendom. All right. Now with Tam, it's like, one, Julia could just win the title back before the five-star, which wouldn't be out of the... It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, though I think we do wait a while now. I think I think when the Utami-Julia match finally does happen, I think that's actually when Julia probably gets her second title reign. Yeah. Because um, I think Utami gets it probably within the next two years again um i want what i want it i oh, give me give me it i want, I want to see everyone Otami misses utami in the spotlight i, I understand yeah um I, I think utami's a possibility to win the five star because tam and utami's a big match yeah that they've only had like in tournaments they've never they've never done it for the title and i think that would be an interesting case um they have great chemistry i think saya like you said is obviously an option i think yeah. Kyrie, if she was in it, she'd be the favorite. Um, because I think Kyrie and Tam in in the main event of Stardom Dream Queendom is like a dream. Yeah, a little, little no, awkward no. for uh, Natsupoi to be a maybe a team member of yeah. Kyrie at that point. Also, we should have known Tam and Natsupoi released an album this week. How That's could true. they? Neither they they weren't losing. <laughs> they weren't losing. That's important. They had the, important. They had the power of Spotify in their in their corner. Yeah, they they had some magic going for them. Um. Let's see. If 
if Suzuki, Suzuki ever signed, I would give her a chance, but she's not going to sign this year. If she probably, signed, so she would be another dark horse pick. But I don't think she's. I also, this is my dark horse pick. And I talked to someone about this because she also had an interesting look in there. But she always says, I want to be shocked if they uh, they were starting a story between Tam and Sayori and New. Mm. I know she just joined Cosmic Angels. But I don't know. She seems sus. Yeah. She seems sus. And uh, I, I think that'd be an interesting one. But I, I do think Utah, there's a lot of people now, which is fun. But yeah, that is, that is that is stardom, folks. We talked about a lot of stardom. That was a nice hour. I know I know you missed the GCW talk, but never we're never getting it again. So <laughs> let it go. When they, when they come back to Atlanta, when they go up to Boston, maybe. We'll see. They, they were here for Providence at Will Ospreay and Nick Wayne, and I said no. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> that was the match to get me there, and I still said no. But that was more of a one-match card, if I recall, than uh, this match. This this show had at least had a couple matches that were like, oh, okay. Interested. Now I feel like I got to check. Yeah, I got to look that up, too. You're probably right. It's not a lot. <laughs> but, not a lot. But I, I read, I personally read GCW and said, no. Listen. Well, this is also, this was like post uh, Hammerstein ballroom GCW where it was like, well, oh, no, it, it was like. should not have so many great matches that I have to fucking scroll for an hour and a half. <laughs> it, it was post Hammerstein ballroom where it was just like, and post WrestleMania, I think as well. So it was just like, at the time, GCW was at the the stinkiest it's been. Um, they they've gotten a lot of stink off, I think. Uh, they still stinky, but they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not clean. <laughs> I guess is that the that's the uh, right. This is the card. I think you can take it back. <laughs> this fucking sucks. I said it was a one match card. That's what I said. Oh, this is such a one match card. We had Blake Christian and Jordan Oliver, Ali Catch and Lefisto. Kevin Blackwood and Jack Cartwheel, Cole Roderick and Ninja Mac, Drago Kid and the Space Boys, uh, Commander and Los Maquizos, sure. uh, Joey Janelle versus JT Dunn, One Called Manders and Mance Warner versus Wave and Curls, Tony Deppin versus Dustin Waller versus oh. Effie versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Marcus Mathers, and then Will Ospreay and Nick Wayne. Let's talk about New Japan. New Japan Pro <laughs> Wrestling, they have two shows coming up. They're on the road to wrestling Dontaku, and they got a show happening, uh, I believe it was this Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. It's happening uh, 427, which is this thir- this Wednesday. Uh, no, sorry, yes, this Thursday. This Thursday, 427, and then they have another show, Satsumi no Kuni, on the 29th. The reason we're talking about a Road 2 show and a, and a random-ass pay-per-view name is because there's some title matches on the show that we want to discuss on the road to Wrestling Dontaku, which is next week. So we got a couple matches here to talk about here, Scotty. Uh, top three on Road to Wrestling Dontaku Night 3, we got um, Tetsuya Naito and versus Doki in the singles match. Doki. Uh, you know, obviously, who's going to win that match. It's going to be Naito. But uh, Doki. hey, Doki, big spot for Doki. Doki, baby. Um, you also got the did you, I did you did you just say Doki was gonna lose? Uh, hundred percent Doki's. Gonna, you know I love Doki. You know I you know I want Doki to win. You know I'm a a, a Doki stand. What a disgrace! <laughs> IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match. You also have Catch Twenty Two. Catch well, no Catch not Twenty Two. Catch Two Two. I think it is. 
Francisco Akira and TJP versus Jet Setters, Kevin Knight and Kushida. Nice little title fence here. And the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title match, Hiromu Takahashi versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. What do you think about those three matches on Road to Wrestling Duntaku Night 6 this Thursday? I never thought I'd say this. I'm most excited for the IWGP Junior Tag Title match. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Kevin Knight, come on. Semi-main in Japan. Best of the Super Juniors gets announced that show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That will be our well. talking point next week. Yes, it will. <laughs> that will eat up a lot of time. I'm excited. I'm excited for the best of Super Juniors. I always Unless like it, it sucks. Well, no, if it sucks, it'll eat up a lot of time, too. What I also like about that, though, is that if the best Super Juniors are getting announced that night and Kevin Knight is working the show in a junior tag, I don't know. I feel like Kevin Knight might be a BOSJ kind of guy coming up, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I agree. Great I spot for him to get even better. Yeah, I love Kevin Knight. There was something, though, I realized about... Let me look this up again. Best of Super Juniors start May 12th, and the Resurgence show is the same night or same day as Night 8. So whoever is in Best of Super Juniors will not be working the Long Beach Resurgence show. They will also not be working Impact Under Siege because uh, it's the same night as Night 11. And they won't be working double or nothing, but who cares? There's definitely not working that. So yeah, whoever's working best of Super Juniors is not going to be working Resurgence and not working Under Siege. So like Kevin Knight, Kushida, guys that have obviously been an impact recently, they won't be, they're both in the best of Super Juniors, not going to be working. Kushida better be in the best of Super Juniors. Otherwise, why the fuck did you come back? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I like him in Jet Setters because it's enough where it's like, Okay, cool. This is something for Kushida to do. He He's not the same guy as he once was. His W run added a crap ton of stink on him. And uh, Kevin Knight, thankfully, is uh, pulling it out of him a little bit more. The so. best I've seen from Kushida since coming back. That's, that, that Impact title match was pretty good. I thought that was a good-looking Kushida match. Probably not my answer. Um, I actually really like the six man tag they had this week. Um, High impact, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was with the uh, Motor City. He was Bellas. one of six guys, so that helps <laughs> on a tape show. True. That helps. Yeah, I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what his best matches to came back. Um, I also think he's not. I think a tournament to get all the stink off. It might be with Darby out. Um. The Darby Allen match that randomly happened against Kushida, yeah, yeah, the TNT oh, title yeah. match, yeah, yeah, that was really good. That's probably yeah. his best singles. I forgot um, that happened. I forgot that happened. You should have seen my surprise when I was scrolling just now and said, "Oh, oh shit, that happened." Oh, that was good. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and I'm Catch Twenty Two, Catch Two Two. I think they're a great tag team. Uh, I'm glad to see them back in Japan, and I'm ready yeah. to see them for Best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, I'm sure TJP will be in it, which. If you cannot see it, audience, podcast listener, big old eye roll. Uh, and then Clark uh, Connors will be a favorite. Clark Connors? I, uh, I, yeah. I wonder. Well, the resurgence thing puts a lot of questions to me. Is that is Clark Connors going to be best of the Super Juniors if they want him on resurgence? If you really like, want him? I don't think he's that much of a draw for resurgence. No, that's true. That's true. I just think it's like the work that they're doing with like him turning and DC Philadelphia show 
Do they yeah, want to continue get... that storyline in America? If so, maybe he should be at the Resurgence show with David Finley. I don't know. That's just me. What's the poster look like for Resurgence? Huh? I don't know. Uh, well, that's important. It tells me who's going to be at the show. New Japan. 2023. I got this. Okay, you're looking this up. I'm gonna look this All right, show me, show me Lance Archer and Tanahashi one more fucking time. We'll beat the shit out of you. Uh, I think the main event as well, Kanemaru. Oh, it's Okada, Tanahashi, and Kenta. And and Doki. <laughs> what a way to not get me excited. Putting Some basic, basic ass, ass people on that show. Uh, well, I mean, Okada's a big deal. Well, no, basic in the sense of, oh, it was okay, of course you wouldn't have Okada on the show. Um, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, and then the main event, of course, Hiromu Takahashi versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Hiromu's on his way to defeat Sonata, so you ha- or you know, challenge Sonata at Dontaku, so of course he's going to get the win here and defend the title. That's not a surprise whatsoever. But let's well, talk about the Saturday show, Satsuma no Kuni, which is happening 429. Uh, what is this show? Why is it a special name? Did I miss something? Is this the show, Satsuma no Kuni, is this the show that has like the cool like uh, like anime poster um for Maybe? New Japan? I feel like I feel like it no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It appears it appears not. It appears it uh, just has some, looks pretty mid. Looks like it's just some Japanese lettering. That's fine. That's fine. Uh but there are two title matches here. Uh, the main event being the New Japan KOPW title match between Shingo Takagi and Taichi. No stipulation yet announced. Um, and then a match I'm very excited for, IWGP tag title match, Aussie Open versus TMDK, the team of Shane Hayes and Mad Mikey Nichols. The best tag team in the world in TMDK. Hey, hold on, man. It's 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 the original TMDK. Mad Mikey Aussie, Nichols. Aussie, Aussie. It's Mad Mikey Nichols, my guy. They're like the original Aussie tag team. <laughs> they are. They are. This is a this is a this is a huge Tamash Tamashi uh call out here. Tamashi. What Tam, 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 No, I think you're right. I think I am right. <laughs> I, I think you are right. I, I was confusing myself. <laughs> well yeah, they got two four or five matches coming up. That I think are looking pretty, pretty good uh, out of New Japan. I still got to go back and watch that uh, Shingo uh, Hanare match from WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I still, got, I, I didn't tell you this. Finally watched the uh, Shingo Okada match. You like it? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a really great match. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I gave it. I think I went four flat. Maybe you should have watched it seven years ago. Maybe it would have been better if, you know, Okada was still champion. That's true. That's true. Add some more meaning to it. That is true. I think I, yeah, I think I went four flat. I'm pulling it up as we speak. But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, pretty, it's pretty good. What, what is this Wrestling Dontaku card? Yeah, I went four flat on it. Wrestling Dontaku card. Uh, we'll talk about it, of it's course, more in de- next week. But uh kind of smelly. Hikaleo. Yeah, oh, dear God. Hikaleo, my guy. <laughs> my guy, Hikaleo. Anyways. Yeah, we'll talk about it more next week. But uh, it's... uh so have 30 minutes hard. to fill. What the fuck are we supposed to do? 30 minutes to fill. Well, we might have 30 minutes to Well, do you want to talk about a uh, little AEW action? We don't talk yeah. about that often. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk a little collision. Let's talk a little... Let's talk a little... Let's talk a little pillars. Let's yeah. Talk, let's... I want to think of a better name for them. Let's call let's call them the AEW Fraud. Oh Jesus Christ. Well let's talk about CM Punk first. Speaking about AEW Frauds. Hey, hey, that was good. That was, good. That was good. 
Uh, so we got more confirmations about this whole CM Punk situation. So this is all from the Observer. As things stand right now, the return of CM Punk is scheduled for a 6-17 show, June 17th show at the United Center in Chicago, which being a Saturday night show is likely the debut of the new weekly show, which is believed to be called AEW Collision. The building is being booked, and it likely will be announced very shortly. By the way, Tony Khan's making an announcement this Wednesday on Dynamite. When the Punk TV, when the Punk deal and the TV deal are finalized, obviously with the building deal in place, the TV deal has either has to either been done or they must be almost certain of it. The decision on Punk returning was made many weeks ago. There, there was a snag two weeks back that has evidently been worked out. Dave goes on to later say that he believes. Uh, no, was it Dave? I think it was like Trevor Dame. I think that maybe put the math together. That they sort of came to the conclusion that I think it was Dave that came to the conclusion that they think that this TV deal might be in the ballpark of like $50 million uh, a year, obviously, uh, for AEW. So what do you think about this? We got more confirmation about CM Punk. United Center, sellout on a rumor again, coming up this June, um, right before Forbidden Door. So that's interesting as well. You would think they would maybe book something for Forbidden Door there. Um, and I like the uh, little call out by uh, uh, the little snag two weeks ago, which putting it's... into context, 100%, you can see why Dave was ab- upset with himself for almost costing the CM Punk return and a $50 million TV deal for AEW. 100%, you can be like, uh, see why he was like so apologetic about it. And because yeah. he almost hurt a lot of the boys and Dave doesn't like doing that. But what do you think about this news? Yeah, one, we forgot the WWE draft was this week, so I don't know what we're doing here. We have a mock draft to be doing someday, but that's fine. We'll schedule um, it out. We'll schedule it out. Well, uh, the uh, draft starts Friday. Well, what are the, are we going to announce the rules of how this draft is working or anything? Come on. Well, well, let's wait till after we, Monday to see what happens. All right, we'll do. We'll, we'll give. We'll give some free in week content for the good folks at home, uh, one way or the other. You're welcome. That being said, about CM Punk and the AEW draft that will pretty much be happening behind the scenes, um, obviously a major deal. Two hours, prime time, Saturday night, Mm -hmm. because of one man. It's because of one man. Without CM Punk, this isn't happening. And people ask, why is he still here? Well, we got our answer. Yep, We know why he's still here. Um, the scary part is though, what happens if he blows up again or gets hurt again or isn't around for the show built around him? Yep. What happens? I I said it last week. I've said saying it a lot of months. He is the Pandora's box. And listen, he's going to pretty much handpick this entire show. Because it's going to be people that are willing to work with him, and he's willing to work with. Mm-hmm. So let's play, let's play a little game. We'll we'll we'll, play, we'll give you a pre pre mock draft, but for AEW Collision, we're we doing a classic AEW roster lookup page. My favorite. That's at least once a month. That's at least once a month. All right, all right. So let me let me talk to you. Let me talk, let me talk to, you. to you. I think we're only going to talk about people that matter. I think champions will cross. I think champions will cross shows. Yeah, FTR feels like a pretty good law. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but I imagine they will still work dynamite because it, it, it's people that yeah. are friendly of Punk, 
but there also are people that are probably friendly with the elite. So I would imagine I think, that like I think champions will be the ones that cross over. Mm-hmm. Everyone else will be Okay. It's pretty pretty set. So how are we doing this? So, are we going through every single person? How are we doing this? Who's punk who's punk adorable? Who's punk not adorable? Yes. All right, perfect. Here we go. Strap in, folks, for the next ten hours of your life. Let's this, go. This, is, this is how we do. We're doing. We're doing. We're giving you a mock draft for AEW Collision, folks. Yeah, You're baby. welcome. So you tell me if they are uh, punk, fa- if they are uh, fans, or if they're frauds. If they're punk, if they're punkers, or they're yeah frauds. <laughs> tell me if they're punky Brewsters or if they're frauds. <laughs> the other uh, option, uh, obviously, frauds. Here we go. Yeah. Strap in, folks. Click Aaron Solo. <laughs> I'll I'll do push for doesn't matter. <laughs> like, doesn't matter. In the middle, doesn't matter. No sides being picked there. Action Andretti. Push. <laughs> Here we go. Well, is- honestly, he'll probably stay dynamite. I don't, I, don't I, think, I just can't see that guy being like the guy that jumps out to see him. I think solo Andretti, I think they can work both shows. And I think yeah. they Andretti needs more work, so working both shows is a good idea. Here's the yeah. first big one. Adam Cole. The elite <laughs> he's literally friends with all of them <laughs> yeah could could he work with punk i wouldn't be sh- I, you know he would be like the only one that's really connected to them that maybe could sneak over because the promos would be worth it yeah but. yeah adam page no 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 <laughs> no, no. No. No, no 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 uh alex reynolds no hangman page adjacent yeah Andrade, is he coming back? <laughs> I think I think if he were to come back, he'd be on that show. I think if he would be on that show, him and P- CM Punk interacting is a bad idea. <laughs> That's why they need to be on it. I do think he probably <laughs> likes him. I don't know why. And Helico. Push. Uh, Angelo Parker. Cool hand. Cool hand. Yes. Hand. Yes. I do think he would be on it as I'll, I'll save us some time. The entire JAS. All right, that that's an easy one because that's also what it seems like. It'd be all the JES people. Yeah. Um, the acclaimed Anthony Bowens, Max Caster. I say yes. I say yeah, yeah, because he had that match with Anthony Bowens, did he not? I believe he, he did. Match with Maybe it was Danielson. Um, but Bowens was doing some singles matches. I wouldn't be shocked if he would went went to Collision. Anthony Ogogo, who? If it listen, I think to save us time, we just skip over people that do not have conversation. Here. Sure. Uh, okay. Ar Fox might have been no. friends on the Indies, maybe. Maybe, or or he's turned them the wrong way on the Indies. I'll say no. I'll say no. no. Uh, the guns. Maybe. Maybe. I feel like no. I'll go with no. Bandito. Maybe. I, don't know. I, mean, no, I can't see that. there being a problem one way or the other. No. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade. That's an interesting one. I can see that maybe. I can see that maybe. Uh, Brian Cage and maybe and maybe the Swerve Enterprises or whatever it's called, the Mogul Enterprises. I don't maybe. know. Maybe there's a lot of maybe. There's a lot Let's... of people that like I feel like are locks, and yeah. then there's some that are just like. Here's a, that'll here's... be something we learn over time. Here's an interesting one that I, you 100 the guy has an opinion on the subject. Brian Pillman Jr. 
Ryan Pimlin Jr. will absolutely be on the Sam Buck <laughs> show. <laughs> That's a, that is a guy he has name dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, House of Black. Yeah. yeah. Brody King, like, legitimately tweets about the punk stuff mm-hmm. many time. times. Um, Blackpool Comic Club, they're going to be on the Elite. Elite. FTR, they'll be all over the place, but probably mainly Collision. Um, Polkabant. <laughs> <laughs> uh Christian Cage? No. Nah, I think Christian I, I think I read somewhere that Christian doesn't like CM Punk. Keep the dinosaur away from me. Daniels? I mean, he'll be there because he's the head of talent relations, so he's a hundred percent there. <laughs> he's a hundred percent on that show. Uh the best friends? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh Cole Cabana, maybe. Who knows? If if he uh, cuts his mother off, Bard, his, Ring of Honor. if he cuts his mother off from her funds, then uh, then maybe we'll see. Uh, Ring of Honor. Danhausen, maybe who knows? Definitely. Absolutely, he's gonna get the push he of a lifetime. Him and Danhausen are boys. He's gonna get the push of a lifetime, and I'm gonna be so upset about it. The main event's gonna be Danhausen versus CM Punk. Uh, top flight. Uh, it doesn't matter. Fair enough. <laughs> right now, it just doesn't matter. Darby Allen. Yes. Yeah, I think that, that's I think Punk's handpicked guy. <laughs> yeah, Dustin Rhodes. I think you. I think Dustin doesn't care, and I think he would work it. Yeah, I think Dustin would ball. Uh, Eddie Kingston is sort of not on AEW anymore. He's just ROH, and also he's injured. So who knows? Also, he, probably not. The Firm, Ethan Page, Stokely Hathaway. No, no. I feel like that's an easy. No, go. they. He CM Punk's CM Punk blowing up pretty much ruined the Firm. <laughs> exactly i would assume they won't, won't want to work with him jungle boy jack perry no <laughs> jungle boy jack perry. i got a feeling i got a feeling this guy doesn't really like cm punk um uh, hook yes assuming sure. hook would want to private party sure who cares a shit um <laughs> jay white though jay white follows the money <laughs> he'll do it he'll do it for money what what benefits jay white more <laughs> Sure. That's pretty much at the. I think he would be one of the guys that would be beneficial to have on both shows. Actually, I agree. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And also, Jay White's AEW roster page uh, roster render. He's yoked. He looks yoked. absolutely yoked. Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, that whole group, probably. Yeah, yeah. The Hardy Brothers, the Hardys. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, no, Jeff. Jeff hates him. Jeff Punk like openly made fun of him yeah. many times on WWE television. So no, I don't think so. Keith Lee. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Takeshita, hundred percent. If no, if it well, if Takeshita likes what can work with CM Punk, CM Punk will hundred percent want to have Takeshita on his show. Oh yeah, but like he's literally connected to the elite. So yeah, like there's a story happening on our sure. televisions right sure. now. Juice? Absolutely. I know Juice would be all over that show. <laughs> uh, what do we got? Mark Briscoe? Kenny Omega. Mark Briscoe? Kenny Omega? No. Mark Briscoe? Ken- well, Kenny Omega. Down the maybe. line? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. He's more likely well, than the other two. Mark Briscoe? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I can't see Mark Briscoe having much of a problem. <laughs> uh, and FTR's there. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The Lucha Brothers, Pentagon and Phoenix. They don't give a shit. No, nah, good fuck. Pac? I don't think he cares. Maybe. Maybe. He MJF. Cares. 100%. No, actually, I don't know. I think he does both. He's the world champ. 
Yes, I think you'll probably do both. I don't think he has a choice. <laughs> I think if if Collision is going to be a big time show that is going to compete with Dynamite, your world champion has to be on that show at some point. And consistently on that show as well to showcase that yeah, it's an important so. show. Uh, Hobbs? Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100% Hobbs will be on that show. Um, will QT Marshall go with him on that show? Don't give a shit. Hopefully not. <laughs> Ricky Starks. Absolutely. And that is very much pun intended. Roosh. Yes. <laughs> Again, like Andrade. <laughs> Feels like a punk guy. Like if, if Roosh is what Roosh probably doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, <laughs> Roosh doesn't care, I, but 100% they'll have a blow up backstage and that'll be it. I could see Roosh stand out on that show. Yeah. Sammy Guevara. One Art of the, the JS. One of the four pillars. Uh, Samoa Joe? Absolutely. He's Samoa Joe. I'm sure CM Punk wants a match with Samoa Joe probably as much as any other match on this comp in this company. Is Scorpio Sky returning onto collision? I forgot he even existed. Sean Spears. Who cares? Uh, 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 Sting uh, goes with Darby. Wardlow. No. Athena? She's on Ring of Honor, but maybe, maybe not. She should. Britt Baker? I don't know anymore. I could see it at one point in time, yes. He put her over big time all the time. Yeah. At one point in time, maybe, yes. Uh, Emi Sakura? I don't think she I hope so. That'd be awesome. Jade Cargill? She's a champion, maybe, maybe not. Cares anymore. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Haters on both. Uh, the Outcasts: Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, Soraya, Soraya. Yeah, her, him and Soraya are uh, friendly. Serena Deeb, whenever she comes back. Yeah. Crotchy even existed. Thunder. Now's a good time to separate Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, right? Yeah. 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 One goes on one show, one goes on the other. And that right there, folks, is your AEW collision. What ifs? Do you like the show? Would that would that interest you with the likes of uh the JAS and Samoa Joe and the House of Black and FTR? Um CM Punk, of course. I think I, I think it's a good split. I think there's a good enough potential split there that you can make both shows good. Yeah. Um and of course, you have outside talent that you could toss on there. Like, if you want to put a big Vikingo match on Collision, you can do that at any time. I don't think anyone's going to be against that. Um, I don't think Vikingo's going to be like, no, I don't want to work with CM. Punk. Uh, the uh, the only other news I had about CM Punk that I want to talk about, which I thought was fun, that you may have seen, Dave Meltzer also noted in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that CM Punk hasn't reached out to the elite and apologized yet. I heard Trust. he did. What? Uh, close friend, or he. Oh, I heard that he wants to apologize. They just, it's up to them. Well, I was apparently, according to Dave, he was told, don't talk to the guys. Close friends of Punk have said that he was told not to contact him. Well, regarding the meeting scheduled to try and smooth out issues of Tony Khan, CM Punk, FDR, and Chris Jericho, there's nothing new on that. And, uh, and Dave was told that it was not taking place as of press time. As of the weekend, there was no resolution to the situation. There are many situations, all things involved. What a meeting, by the way, to smooth things over of CM Punk. Tony Khan, Punk, Jericho, and FTR. What a meeting. <laughs> what a meeting that would be. 
Uh, but Punk was told not to contact the elite, which I think is fascinating. A fascinating <laughs> development. This is one wrestling company. <laughs> the drama. The drama. WWE is just like, ha, ah, Vince is back. This company on a weekly basis is like, yeah, we're going to try to do something that seems impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to do it until the wheels fall off. Got to tell you, a lot of juggling in the air for Tony Khan. A lot of juggling. Tony Khan should probably uh, look to uh, making things happen for the poor himself because there's a lot going on for this guy right now. Yeah, 100%. Booking, booking essentially three different brands mm-hmm. is an absurd mindset. A hundred percent. And whether or not you, you, what you think about this recent run of dynamite, I think it's starting to come to a head about uh, a lot of his booking and his, his time and his energy to everywhere. I think, yeah, I, and I also think out. I want to see ring of honor booked uh, on the, I want ring of honor, whether or not he continues Universal. as a booker of ring of honor, only tape it, you know, only do like the NXT style of taping, Every month or so at Universal. I think that's a great idea. You don't have to think about Ring of Honor every week and book it every week. You think about it day of with the people you got. Book something day of. You got all these weeks of programming. Do that. Do it monthly. Don't do it weekly. Please. Just book it monthly. And that would help you a lot, TK. Also, stop making it AEW Dark Elevation. Yes. For half the show. Yes. Please. Any other things you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the pillars? As you said, the four frauds. Yeah, That's I don't want to talk about the pillars. Pretty big accusation. I didn't call them the four frauds. I just some maybe fraudulent. Uh, <laughs> um, their promos this week stunk. Oh, stinky binky doo doo. That's what I'll call it. Yeah, yeah. The show start. I I put it on. I was like, what? A- Sammy and Jungle Boy have never felt more. What happened? Uh, Kyle in the chat destroy those runs. <laughs> Stop, uh, Sammy and Jungle Boy have never felt more. Uh, not him. Not. Yeah, than they did in this, and that comes from someone who's obviously been very much like, yeah, Sammy ain't him, and Jungle Boy has a lot of work to do. Jungle this Boy's still like better. It's still not there. It hurt them more when all four were involved in the segment. Yeah. And then Darby also was kind of geeky by freaking out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> got the buy. And I was like, you fucking nerd. Shut up. Uh, it's You're a fighting a champion. Four-way. I thought you were a fighting champion. It's obviously still going to be a fatal four way. Like, that's very obvious after how they did the last match. Um, mm-hmm. And how they're actively uh, matching in it now. Man, I don't love this. No. I don't love it. This This is your main feud. This rivalry is hurting people at this point. It is. The The only person that hasn't hasn't been hurt is MJF, and that's because he's proven. Yeah. As a... And I, I, MJF's a guy that I think a lot of people didn't feel that way anyways to begin with. But he's a lot more proven than these three. And he had a freaking uh, rebar mitzvah and a whole singing segment and everything. And he's still walking out pretty scot-free. Yeah, uh, this all stinks. The pillars, like, I hate calling them the pillars because mm-hmm. it's the weirdest thing to say on a television show. Yeah, we're the four pillars. No, you're just put, you just put on a shitty shirt. 
that no one bought. Mm-hmm. That's what you were. That's all. Like, if you look at this roster, right? Yeah. And we just went through the whole roster. We talked about all these young guys. How in the world are these the four pillars? <laughs> yeah. Just because well, I understand it was when you started, mm-hmm. but since you started, you've added about fifty people. <laughs> yeah. That could instantly be in that combo. Yes. You've added a bunch of people that have become pillars. You've you have there has been people that have become pillars, you know what I mean? Like you've added people that are like, oh, these are potential pillars. You've had people who were there basically from the beginning become pillars. I would argue Orange Cassidy is a pillar. Granted, he's not like a young guy compared to these other four guys, but like he has become a pillar of this company. Um, it's wild, it's dude. It's because they're young. Yeah, and that's the only reason. But like, but for but pillars is really the bad term of it all. If it was like something else, and they else, say it all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. The whole they tournament, stop the tournament, which as Kyle says is dumb because it's a two match tournament. How is that a tournament? They're, the tournament's called the Four Pillars Tournament. And there's like three people in it. <laughs> oh, it's so. I think that's what Tony Khan will probably talk about. Like he'll probably be like, "Well, you know, Sammy cheated." Blah blah. blah. And it's like, oh. it all stinks. It just it stinks. And Double or Nothing's your biggest show. And listen, your your main feud is not so shockingly involving the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. Of course, that stuff's phenomenal. That stuff is must see TV. Mm-hmm. Everything else, and this is now going at AEW, for the most part, meh. Yeah. Mid to bad. Yeah. Like, the Jericho Cole thing was, like, fine. I like I like that. I was like, oh, I yeah, did, this I is good too. heat. This is good I, I heat. It's working. Stunk this week. Yeah, the crowd's um, been stinging a lot recently. Yeah, the crowd's... I don't know what happened and why the crowds are dead, but AEW needs a hot crowd for mm-hmm. their shows to be better. Um, the segment worked. It's just the crowd wasn't there for Britt Baker, their hometown hero, getting her ass beat in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Yeah. Um, like I, I thought they did a great job with that and made that feud actually like make sense. If that, like, yeah, the the, the idea of the feud for the longest time was like, why is this a feud? Yeah, it it has actually given heat to the feud and makes me want to see what happens. That that yeah, I, I will compliment and say a lot of people have been dogging on that. I think that was actually pretty good. And I think that got seen. I think the crowd just stunk, and I think hopefully it'll be better. But I'm gonna sit here and also talk about like you you have whatever you've done with like the likes of a swerve, for example, like I don't get it. I don't know why he's been relegated to rampage segments that no one watches. Rampage, he's, baby. He's so much better than that. Yeah. And he's always the guy I'm gonna pick out because I think he is just so underutilized. I mean, yeah, him losing to Darby, people were like, well, people gotta lose. I was like, yes, but why does it always have to be Swerve? Yeah. I feel like every time this guy's on my TV, he's either winning by help mm-hmm. or getting disqualified mm-hmm. or just straight up losing. Why does it have to be him? Yeah, people can lose. You know who should lose? The fucking Pillars! They suck. Yeah, I think, I think the Pillars are really good wrestlers. The problem is in, in that sure, I mean, you know, that's that's what you want. You want good wrestlers to back, to push. But Yeah. But like Heyman Page is your pillar. It, it's the problem is is that like I don't 
Sammy has not gotten any better. Jungle Boy no. has made huge improvements in promo time, but it's like, yes. the, but the promo stuff is still a detriment to these guys. And I, and Darby is oak. Okay. He can have good promos. He can have bad promos. It, it is like the promo stuff is, as we have seen through this feud, through this storyline, a almost a detriment to these guys. I thought their match was pretty good. The Jungle Boy Sammy Guevara match. I thought that was pretty good. That like dropping DDT was fucking insane. Mm. Um, but it was like after the promo, it was like, who gives a shit about these guys? Like, you know who's the same age as Darby Allen? Who is, I believe, is he the oldest pillar? Darby? I know Sammy Guevara is not young. Uh, Sammy might be the oldest. No, it is Darby. He's 30. (laughs) Jesus. Um, you know who's that age? Who? And much better. Who? Jay White. I know he just walked in the door. But I mean, again, that's a pillar. That's a, pi- <laughs> that's a pillar. MJF is a pillar. How do you feel about right? Jay White's quote-unquote push? Is it um, a- I thought his I match with Commander was awesome. Same. Like, that shit was great because yeah. it was different. Yep. And I think he... Listen, him and Sean Spear, him and Juice versus Sean Spears and Ricky Starks is fine. Like it's a fine match to get us to Jay White versus Ricky Starks. Um, yeah, but don't wait too long either, because Jay White, he is so much better than the majority of people yes. <laughs> on your roster. Yes, and it's not even close. Like he had a random match with Commander that just had no purpose to it besides this is Jay White's first match in signing. It was the best and match was, on the show, in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, push him. Go with him. Wardlow winning? You want, you want? Okay, clearly I have a lot of problems <laughs> with this show. But, but, like, holy shit, why? Yeah. Why? Like, and, and I want to go back to the pillars. They don't suck, Okay. It's just the the force of the the word pillar Hobbs makes me want to vomit. Hobbs, huh? is Hobbs is a pillar. I think Hobbs is better at promos than some of these guys, and he. I really... think Hobbs is better. Yeah, he's a star. He has a star presence about him. Yeah. Yet he loses all the time. Like the, uh, I watch Sammy Guevara in these spots, and what he's doing is he's cutting babyface promos, and then he's like, "But you all suck." <laughs> and it's like. Because well, he doesn't know how to cut heel promos. No, he's been working for he's been working with Chris Jericho that. for years, and he doesn't know how to cut heel promos. And no one wants to cheer for him either. That's why he went back to being heel. Yeah, he has good pre tapes. So does everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> so well, does everybody you know, in this company. Congratulations. You know who has a good, you know who has good pre tapes? Uh, Hook. Exactly. Uh, um, I had a, I have a, I have a thought that I've been having for a little bit now, and I'll unleash it upon the world. Um, oh, oh, please unleash it. I have, I'm not sure yet if I'm down to the full like concrete resolution of the thought, but it is that I am unsure about Tony Khan's level. But what level of making and developing new stars by his doing? 
You know what I mean? MJF, proven star. He was a star. He just had to get to that spot, right? Swerve is a star, but he's losing. Hobbs, I think, is a star. He's losing. The pillars are people that he is actively pushing, young guys he's actively pushing, and I think he's pushed them way too soon. Mm. Ring of Honor, bunch of young guys. What's happening to that promotion? You know? It, it, Ring I, of Honor doesn't have pillars. They don't have a roster. It, it's this thing of, I am I question. Get, get, think, what is someone that Tony Khan has developed? And, they, and, and when we're saying, like, they can maybe draw, but who is someone that he you feel that he has actively developed? I, I don't consider MJF a Tony Khan vehicle, per se. Do you know what I mean? I think that's MJF mm-hmm. just finally getting the spotlight he deserves. Sure. Wardlow, Darby, Jungle Boy. Wardlow's a flop. Ward, yeah. Jungle Boy, I think Sammy. The, I, I think f- Darby is more in the MJF category of like... He he has a lot know. of star power. He's not a world. He's not. I think your question is obviously like who got to a world title spot. It's also a weird, like chicken the egg situation. Is how much do you want to give to each person? You know. Yeah. Is shut up, just... Bang Bang Gang. Um. It's tough. It's a tough thought. I guess the other thing is I I think a big Keshta, but like no uh, maybe that that's, that's he was booked fairly decently. I think. A lot of I, think Takeshita, I mean, Takeshita loses all the time, though. And like Dave has said many times, it's like, when are you going to finally give him the big win? Yeah. 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 I fear, and I've had this Stick. fear, and I've had this fear for a while. And I'm... Oh, I got one. Get hit me. Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader. Kyle in the chat said the acclaimed. Yeah. The acclaimed's a good one. He he that said was, the, that was as homegrown as can be. He said the acclaim maybe, but even they even then they kind of stink right now. They do kind of stink right now, but they definitely got over, and that was a hundred percent a vehicle by him. Jamie solid, Jamie solid. I think that my fear with AEW, and I think this is a booking issue, is what there's probably other better examples, but for right now, I'm going to call the Kyle O'Reilly factor. Because I think O'Reilly Factor is funny. I fear that AEW could have like a bunch of guys that make sense as world champions within AEW, but aren't necessarily like that star level for me, like that big star. And like it was like Kyle O'Reilly in NXT made sense at the time, but sure. him becoming NXT champion is just like, sure. I mean, he never became more NXT champion, obviously, but. The idea of him being like NXT champion was like, yeah, I guess this is a guy you pick the world champion on. It makes sense within the mm-hmm. context of this world. Like like the conversations of Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara being champions. I'm like, yes, in the context of AEW, they make sense as champions. But in the context of wrestling, I would be like, I don't know, Jungle Boy is your world champion? Really? Yeah. Sammy Guevara is your world champion? Really? You know what sure. I mean? You know what I'm saying? And that's my fear with AEW. I think that's a good, I think that's a really good way to laying it up. And um, yeah, I mean, 
So so then if we think it in that way, mm-hmm. I think if we look at it in that way, right? Yeah. A lot of the people who do fit the box of world champion in AEW and in wrestling yeah. are people who came in that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Jay White. Jay White. Jay White, though. Takeshita, even. Like, Take- mm-hmm. Takeshita was accomplished in DDT. Now, I do give Tony Khan credit for some part of it, but I give Takeshita the credit just for being him and getting himself over, right? Like, it was just him having great matches and stuff that's gotten him over naturally. Um, in the context of, like, Adam Cole, for example, if he's ever world champion. Yep. Well, he's done it everywhere else. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, and then you look at like the young people that he signed, Brian Pillen Jr. Yeah, right. Okay, buddy. Uh, never going to happen. Is he, de- um, is he developing Brian Pillman Jr.? No. Daniel Garcia? No, I don't think Brian Pillman Jr., to be fair, hasn't, doesn't really think. Daniel Garcia, I think, well, no, I will disagree with Daniel Garcia. Because he booked Daniel Garcia to stay with JAS and not go with the BCC, go with Brian Daniels. Yeah. Now yeah, get it. True. Now, granted, he is a heel. He is doing that for heel heat. But, I think he would have been there but if he did I go think, with I it. Think, I think he would have made a star. I think yep. he would have made a star. I agree. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Do we, let's go through the roster page again. <laughs> I already have. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, Britt Baker. Lee Moriarty's just a I'll guy. I'll say Britt Baker. 100%. Yeah, I guess. You you can't deny you can't deny that Britt Baker has become a star in this company. She has for sure. I mean, oh boy, it's very sad when you look at it this way. Yeah, it, it's like you you start questioning. This is a fear that I've had in AEW for a long time: is that I am uncertain about some people as future world champions. Maybe ten years from now, but it's like when you're talking about like Jericho, Omega, Adam Page is someone I would say maybe TK Pook you know developed well but he had a lot of help obviously and he had a lot of backing already but that took a long time for adam page to get there it feels like sammy Guevara, jungle boy darby even feel like if you were talking about booking adam page as a world champion in like 2015 like 2015 2016 Mm. ring of honor 2017 Mm -hmm. ring 2017 2018 ring of honor right and you're just like yeah, maybe it makes sense in the, in the world of this promotion, but I don't I don't see it yet. He's not like a star star, you know. Uh, and yeah, I get it. You know, I totally saying? get it. Yeah. I think you I think you nailed it, and I think I think that is something to look towards moving forward with them is that making new stars in the realm of pro wrestling rather than just AEW is very important. Um, yeah. there's obviously, and then here's the thing with the AEW, they have people to be that, yes. right? It's a matter of if they go that far and and how quickly they get to that point. And I don't think we've gone that quickly to get, no, to get no. to this pillar back to this pillar promo where it shows that, Oh, I don't think they, they're there yet. They're undoubtedly no. not there yet. No, Tony, Tony's Tony Khan's destination his roadmap for them to be there doesn't yeah. line up with where they actually are yes and uh and i think it it'll be interesting it'll be interesting i mean for example i mean 
his next shot or his next project, I'm sure, will be Nick Wayne, who, of course, will debut later this year. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens with him. You know? Right? Like, he feels like someone that naturally would be a guy mm-hmm. down the line for them. That's why they signed him before he even turned 18. Yeah. Um, And it's put out, it's put hype around him that could be unfair. But to compare to, like, say, WWE. Sure. We'll bring WWE into this. Like, I don't think he's a proven product yet, but I am I am more likely to say, yeah, Braun Breaker's a world champion in a year than I probably will be Sammy Guevara. Yeah, and that but that also has like the different issues of just like how WWE books and how they do things. You know what I mean? But I But my but my point is yeah. you the feeling you feel well, more right with Braun Breaker. Like Braun Breaker in the wrestling world as world champion. As opposed to Sammy Guevara, right, in a year. Like, I don't think Sammy Guevara is going to be world champion material ever, truthfully. I just don't think that's him. Me neither. And I think that's okay. Not everyone needs to be world champion. Yeah, and I think... But you need people to be world champion. And I think that the question is, ultimately, like, what are these people's, like, actual ceilings? And calling They're all them, Austin Theory. And, yeah, and calling them four pillars so early on without Hurts. knowing what their actual ceiling was going to be. Yeah. Have these people hit their ceilings? I don't know. The promos yeah, I, need work. The promos need work. The talent is there. The work is there. But the promos need work. Are they getting enough promo time? Are they doing all this stuff? I don't you know who who knows. Who knows? I don't Yeah, and I don't, this isn't this isn't us saying they have no shot. No. And you could I'm be a huge star without there. having great promos. This is a hot take. I think I think Mercedes Monet's promos are not that great. Um, that's maybe a hot take. Um, I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people don't like her promos. No, she's not going to promise. But she's a huge star. She's a money drawing star. We've already discussed her at, at length. But I think it's it's a tough spot. Austin Theory is undoubtedly the thing. Like it's like calling Sammy Guevara a pillar at the very beginning was a good idea. But it's like I don't think he is any higher than like a mid card wrestler fighting over the TNT mm. title. I don't see him as a yeah. world champion. Maybe ten years from now, maybe. But I don't. That's ten years from now. You're a long time away from there. Yeah, I think you nailed it. And in ten years from now, he's forty years old. So, <laughs> if, if ten years from now he's forty years old and he's out of his prime, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean some some people that is their prime, but for the way he wrestles, no, he's got he's got maybe five years, five five eight years. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's tough. There's they have the options on the roster, they have the people, um, but here's here's where Tony Khan gets lucky. He has Kenny Omega, he has Brian Anderson, he has John Moxley, yeah, he has MJF, right? He has Jay White, mm-hmm. he has all these guys who are already ready to be world champion and can be world champion right now. Yep. Um, Like that's why I thought Jay white was a must sign for them. Yes. Because they got, they got a young guy who is already a world championship contender. It's like if they signed will Osprey, it'd be the same thing, right? These, these guys are instantly levels above their pillars. Yeah. And I think lesser guys who have come from WWE are above the pillars. Adam Cole. Uh 
I think swerves above the pillars, truthfully. Yes. And he's never been a world champion besides an MLW. And they I never stop. And the world of MLW never stops. Right. Like, but that's my point. Like, some people just walk in and they have it. Yeah. These guys need to develop it. Yes. And you can you can get along without having maximum charisma. Yeah. Least, that's what pro wrestling is. Mm-hmm. But uh, they 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 need some work to do. And you know what? I hope I hope we watch that fatal four way. Mm-hmm. And I hope the rest of the way is great. Well, the fatal four way is going to kill. It's going to be like four stars flat easily. You know? It's, it's gonna, oh yeah, it's going to be, be awesome. Weird. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. They're great wrestlers. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They're just not bona fide main eventers. And it's it's definitely been proven. world champions. It's definitely been proven. Can they get there at some point? Still remains to be seen. That's the problem. Yeah, I think Darby's the closest. Agreed. Agreed. Like a few weeks ago, he had a great promo. Agreed. And I was like, yeah, okay. If he won, if he will, if he was the guy to dethrone MJF, I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. You know who? And then you have weeks that are like, eh. you know which programs I wish were swapped. The Jericho Cole program swapped with MJF and the Four Pillars. I wish, I wish, I wish Cole came back and challenged MJF for the world title mm. instead. And mm. the Four Pillars, maybe they did something with Jericho as a as a group or whatever. That'd be interesting. And, and, Jericho, and Jericho, Jericho hypes up Sammy Guevara as like the actual the best of the Four Pillars, and the other two will like take umbrage with that for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and that's the thing with Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole's baby face feels like he's ready to be mm-hmm. in that spot. Um, and listen, Adam Cole's return match wasn't anything special. I thought it was kind of meh at best. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. But I mean, he was coming back from a nearly career-ending injury and hadn't wrestled in pretty much a year. He's still thirty-three. He's only he's very young. He's very young. He's only so, four uh, years older than Sammy Guevara. Three years older than Darby and Jay White. Yeah, and he's been doing, and he's been world champion everywhere. He's won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a matter. And listen, a lot of people don't love Adam Cole, but he's still a world champion caliber guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, let's end the show. <laughs> yeah, we've gone on, we've gone way longer than this discussion, but it was a good discussion. Well, we, yeah, it was a good discussion. We don't talk about AEW every week, so uh, no, no, people no. probably listen to this and they're like, "Wow, they hate AEW." It's like, no, 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 no. I had we had to bring out the pillars because the pillars are great in ring wrestlers. Yeah, look, if we could talk about AEW every week, we would. You know, right. if there's if there was an opening to, for us to talk yeah. about AEW every week, we would do it. Yeah, we would. We Give would. They a- have something to talk about on a weekly basis. Give us the bag. Uh, yeah. We'll do. It. Hey, last thing. To bring us all together, why do people think Ricochet is not a world champion? I don't know why. Why don't they think that? Same reason we just talked about. He doesn't have that next side. Yeah. Yes, he's a amazing in the ring. Yes. Right. He he was the guy really that were like, oh, he's the next prospect, mm-hmm. and then he never went to the next level. We've Will Osprey was that, but he went to the next level character building, and he had to figure that out by changing his whole style. Is yeah. Jungle, when is Jungle Boy? Will Jungle Boy, Darby, or Sammy change their style at some point? Jungle Boy That's is probably the only guy that really could. I think. I think Darby's the guy that probably shouldn't change his style because that's Darby. Agreed. He's just got to keep going, right? Yeah. 
Because his TNT title run earlier this year was, again, that time where I was like, oh, shit, you know? Mm-hmm. They do have something with him. He kind of feels like that guy. Um, it's just a, it's just consistency, I think, for him. Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's go to bed. That was it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We thank you, everybody that's joined in on the live viewing. We'll thank everybody that's subscribed to the podcast feed, wherever you get the podcast, and listen to Ring Post Radio every single week. We appreciate all of you. We love all of you. If you are not subscribed to the Ring Post Radio podcast, please do right now. There's a QR code if you're watching the live stream. If not, uh, you know, do do the other thing. Um, you know, you know, find it on Apple or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you want to find it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling. Follow me at Ryan Knightsey. The follow the whole show at Count Pod. Leave a five star review on your podcast app of choice. We would greatly appreciate it. it. Helps out helps us out immensely. Weirdly, a lot more than you think. It takes like no time at all. Um, leave a review. We would even appreciate that. But leaving just a five star review that helps out so much more than you actually think, and take no time at all for you to do. So we'd appreciate it, Scotty. Match of the week. Any other plugs? Let's close up at the whole plug bag. Let's get through it. Let's get through the plugs. What do we got? All right. Plug it up. Plug it up. Um, my match plug, of the week. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Let's start skanking. Plug it up. Plug it up. The, the uh, Mahime versus ALK match from last week's Friday Cork and that finally got uploaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was excellent. Maybe one of the best matches of Hameko's career, specifically. Um, and I, I walked away saying that should have probably been the retirement match. Um, I thought it really was perfect for her. And then plugs. Uh, tomorrow, I will be live at 1.30 p.m. on the Fight Game Media Network YouTube channel to talk in-depth about uh, Stardom, All-Star Grand Queendom. You know, I'll go into, like, more more so of the match. You'll get a little bit deeper talk about, you know, yeah. the full-on review. And I'll talk the next steps and stuff like that. So I'll have some guests on call in and tell, tell, share their thoughts. So that's always fun. Be there. And uh, yeah, that that's it for me. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me always on this show. Um, it was, it's always a blast to uh, do this. Of course. And, uh, of course. I'm glad you're unretired. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great retirement. I'm glad um, you moved I'm glad you Terry Funk. I actually have an announcement tomorrow on the, uh, Socials, so keep an eye out. Mm. I'll get that. Sc- I'll get that. I'll get that exclusive to myself later. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, my plugs, my match of the week is actually going to be the main event from Triple A, Triple Mania, Triple Mania, Triple Mania. One, Triple Mania is one Matt Striker is off to say. Uh, it was the main event: El Hijo Vikingo versus Commander versus Rich Swan versus Swerve Strickland for the title. That was a really good match. Really well worked. Um, and there was a lot of cool spots between the two, all four guys that I thought was very good. And Swerve is good. Swerve is good. Swerve is great. Uh, thank you everybody again for joining us for this episode of Ring Post Radio. We will see you next week. If I'm not mistaken, we will be regularly scheduled at our normal Sunday morning time. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think there is any other nonsense to be had. So we'll be back next week, April 30th. We'll, we'll give you a little bonus this week. Yeah, maybe a little. Let me a little bonus. You know, we're gonna get, we're gonna get back on the Ryan hasn't seen anything, hasn't watched anything, whatever the fuck's called. Um, but but we're gonna we're gonna get you a WWE mock draft because yeah. that's that's content that we should probably do. You yeah. know, WWE's not 
as exciting right now. They're doing Seth freaking Rollins versus Omos of all things. But we'll give you a little, a little mock draft, a little mock drafty, and uh, see who wins. We'll have a little vote, yeah, shit like that. And that might be a podcast exclusive. So all the more reason to subscribe to yeah, the podcast, we'll or that'll be Patreon. And if not the Patreon, yeah. then Ryan hasn't seen anything. Will be Patreon for sure. Uh, that so, will be. So subscribe to the Patreon again. Patreon.com forward slash cannot pod. Um, I'll have another episode. Jesse, my fiance, and I will have another episode of Survivor Series, our Survivor Review Recap and Review Podcast. Um, follow you can follow along with the show. Get Paramount Plus. Follow along with the show with us and our thoughts. We'll have uh, the next episode of that coming up tomorrow. Long-awaited episode. We were sick for a whole week. I'm still kind of sick. Um, but the wine helped. Uh, but we'll have another episode of that talking about episode four and five of season forty-four. Uh, coming out tomorrow on the Patreon. Uh, so we appreciate it. Uh, I think that's it for Ring Post Radio. We'll see you all next week. Till then, goodbye, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This has been a Countout Podcast.